So anything you say now can and will be used against you. It's like we're on a stage. And then there's like... It's more like, like zero, zero, zero. Really. Okay. Thinking of a stage with like zero to ten people out in the audience listening. <laughs> zero to ten sounds about right. That's about the numbers. Yeah. That's about the numbers I pull. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, if, you, if we were on a stage and there were ten people in the audience, that would still be a little scary, right? Okay, you're not wrong. There you go. So really, we're pretty powerful and amazing. <laughs> oh boy, you guys, I just looked at Prime, Twitch Prime. You can get 50% off Rick and Morty Seasons 1 through 3. Yep, I saw that a couple nights ago. It's not a bad deal if you're really into buying discs. Wait, uh, discs? Oh. I, I was just kind of being dismissive of, of Rick and Morty. I don't like I mean, Rick and Morty? I, like it quite a bit. I don't like Rick and Morty fans. I have no opinion on the show. Whoa! I mean, I'm I you're talking about. Are you talking bad about Elrock? I think the show is great, but I definitely think it's uh, it's over. I wouldn't say overhyped, just overstated. Like, it's one of those shows that people just can't let. <laughs> they just can't let it be. And that drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A... Like, can it just be a TV show and not a phenomenon? Yeah, they, the, the same thing happens. It's like the same kind of thing you see happen with shows like Steven Universe. Where, I knew you were going to say Steven Universe. Where it starts off as this thing that, okay, people are enjoying it, and that's cool. And then they turn into fucking monsters. Yeah. Oh, you can curse on this podcast, by the way. Feel free. Wonderful. We have no fucking standards. I just burned my dick a little bit. Ow. What? <laughs> I put my teapot down on my underwear, and then I was like, I know ah, what kind of show this is going to be. Well, this is certainly a show. Thank you for the host, Elrock617. What a baller. Hi, Elrock. Hey, what an awesome guy that person must be. I like that guy a lot. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sucks at Griffey, though. Um, guy's horrible at Griffey. I watch him all the time. Yeah. I watch him be terrible. Just awful. He'll get a win in season one day. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> one day, one day in the grave. Yep. <laughs> Looks like we got some people that have already piled in, and I'd probably, yeah. not, probably not much reason to keep them waiting much longer. So, what do you say we go ahead and throw it on into Soxcast episode seventy-seven? They said that we would never make it 77 episodes. Look at us now! I mean, that was an oddly specific claim to make, but, I mean, 77, here we are. We did it, you guys. Woo! We are the episode. We're the best! We're the best. I am your host, Polly, of course, and to my immediate virtual right, he's a pioneer in the field of pseudoscience. It's Rhett. <laughs> I'm very good at faking things. <laughs> You heard it, ladies. Rhett fakes it. Oh, <laughs> uh, you ready for a goddamn podcast, Rhett? Ooh, Jesus. I guess. <laughs> Put some stank on that one. Uh, to my immediate virtual left, the saltiest peanut. It's John Thire. Hi. How's it going, John? Pretty good. I got my tea. I got my ginger ale. I got my water. I got my lemonade, I got my orange juice. I've got, I got, I've got a toilet for the massive piss I'm going to have yeah, to take. I, I got to pee. Every 60 when did, seconds. When, when, did Ooh, I start, uh, when did I start going into fake beverages there? How many actual beverages do I have around me, and how and when did I start going into fake ones? John, are you ready for a goddamn podcast? 
Yes, I am. Are you not? You're not gonna fake it like Rhett? Never. But All he's right. gonna have to go to the bathroom pretty often. Yeah. That's true. But I have a really big bladder, actually. <laughs> oh, this is all things we needed to know. He ain't faking it. <laughs> He's not faking it. I mean, once I did like have like a really long car trip, and then I we had a two liter, an empty two liter bottle, and then I was this no, never mind. Going, you probably don't need to. This is going exactly. <laughs> did it overflow? Do I need to? Do I need oh, to cut God. this off right Look. now? I tilted the two liter, two liter on oh its side, God. and then it was exactly half. So it's a liter of piss inside me. Okay. <laughs> if it was exactly half, it would start spilling out. This is a no, conversation. Well, we sealed it before we <laughs> Oh, this is reality, L Rock. Yeah. Well, this is what you signed up for. You haven't even introduced me yet. You're already calling me out. I know, right? <laughs> Our special guest. We haven't done a guest in like a fucking year. So we're rolling out the red carpet for uh, someone who I look up to a lot from a speedrunning perspective because he's a fucking beast. And he is an endless well of Simpsons quotes. Give me one right now. On the spot, come on. Oh, <laughs> boo. Come on, come on, come on, come on. boo. Hang on, all right, I got one. You should come to our house. It's full of valuable, worthless crap. <laughs> <laughs> it is Elrock. 617. How's, how's it going, Elrock? It's going. Got a lot of stuff on the horizon. It's uh, it's a going. Do you have any uh, pee stories that you would like to start the show with? <laughs> Plead the fifth. Or should I say peed the fifth? Peed the fifth, <laughs> I was about to say. What have we done? Gonna peed the fifth. Oh my god. So... All right, like I, <laughs> like I said, uh, uh, prior to me not rudely introducing him and then introducing him afterwards, Elrog is a crazy good speedrunner, just hugely involved with the community, and has so many freaking awesome things coming up that I think we kind of need to condense them all, like right here, like. Elrock, what the hell do you have on the horizon? Because there's so much shit coming up that I think needs plugged that I think we should talk about it. Oh, man. <laughs> on the horizon. What isn't on the horizon? So let's go with what's coming up soonest. Um, about a week from tomorrow, we're starting the much-anticipated Retrothon on RGL TV. Been talking about this for months now. It's essentially just it's essentially going to be a week long speedrun marathon that is entirely retro games only. Our definition of retro being pre two thousand. So I think it's anything Dreamcast and before. Mm. Schedules available online. Like if you just even Google retrothon, you can find it. Yeah, it's not even, hard to find. I can even go ahead and pop it in the Thro chat. Throw it right in there. Okay. Just serve it right on up. There's that schedule. I've got. More than my fair share of runs in there myself. Yes, you've got quite yeah. a few runs. Got a lot to do. Got <clears throat> as of now currently seven games, two of which are ra are going to be races. Jeez. And how many of those do you hold the world record in? Out of those seven? Yes. Uh, control F. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I have it in six of the seven. Jesus oh my God! Christ. The 
the what? one that I the, the one exception being uh, the most impossible of all of them, and that being D- Double Dragon for the NES. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. Good luck on that. See, this is Thank like you. a year a, a year ago. We had Angry Lanks on, and he was gun mm-hmm. and he was gunning for, and eventually got the Contra world record. So yeah, now, he got it in July of last year. Yeah, I remember that. So now we've got Elrock, and it's just like fuck that other guy because I mean Elrock's got like eight hundred thousand world records. That <laughs> yeah, but I'm being a bit greedy. Taking I'm them gonna, all. I'm going to issue a lot of credit to Lanks for that. The Contra world record is incredibly difficult. Oh, so, absolutely. It was so difficult for him to obtain that. It took him. I think you. I think it took him until eight thousand attempts plus. <laughs> And I don't have I don't have that many attempts on any of my games. I don't even think I have that many of my games combined. Jeez. Double Dragon alone, I've got a thousand, I think. <laughs> and we're still we're still plugging and chugging. Yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna go for that. It's gonna be it's gonna be a challenge, but is Double yeah, Dragon like? Is, sorry, is Double Dragon really competitive because it's a more well known game? That's a good question. Um, it it kind of it picks up steam here and there. Within the past six months or so, I'd say it's definitely picked up quite a few runners. Mm. But when I started running, most of the the top-level runners already had well-established runs that they never really improved upon. Um, I'm not going to name games, but name names. Sorry, names and games, because games are names. Um, (laughs) If you go to – if you check speedrun.com, you can see, like, you know, a fairly good laundry list of – high-level NES speedrunners that kind of just established the time, and I guess just stopped, and it's one of those runs that I guess some people just don't feel is worth pursuing, and honestly, in some ways, I can't necessarily disagree with them. The run is very... The run is brutal. Yeah. Simple as that. It's, it's incredibly... It's not only incredibly execution-heavy, but it also has a ton of RNG that is just waiting to make you feel like you should regret even picking up a controller, so... It's, uh, it's a lot of work. It's a ton of work. And I still don't know where I'm going to be, what angles I need to be coming from in order to be able to improve my own time. Like even watching the world record, you don't really kind of mm-hmm. know what you can do to... Oh, I know what I can do. <laughs> That's uh. not the problem. I, I know what I can, from a knowledge perspective, I know what I can do. From experience and a gameplay perspective, I'm like, uh. <laughs> that, that, It's that, grinding just like yeah. anything else. Yeah, I, I know to... where, You're asking about my time saves? Yeah, I absolutely know where my time saves need to come in. But... It's going to be a challenge, regardless. But I, uh, I've got I'm doing a lot of work with that game coming up soon, so I have no reason not to pursue it. I'm also I've also compared this to the aforementioned Angry Lanks with his record in Contra, and that he was chasing a record held by someone who kind of just ducked out of the hobby, I guess. And it's not that like I'm talking bad about them or calling them out or anything. It's just you know real life pushing new directions sometimes, and that's kind of what I'm doing here. Hyde is legendarily the best double dragon player and beating his time is going to be a huge challenge but yeah. he hasn't done he hasn't been running in a long time like he set this record seven years ago jesus that's his, an eternity for speed runs it seems yeah like. it, is, it is and his most recent run of anything was three years ago he's currently holding his last his last verified speed run was uh, at 11 27 and contra low percent that happened back in 2015 so he's he's been done for quite some time mm. Yeah, like you said, it's kind of unfortunate when life pulls some of our better players away, but hey, I, I mean, I guess that's just kind of like the, the circle of life. <laughs> I like to look at it as that if, um, if those players 
left the legacy if they wanted to, then it was worth it. I mean, if they move on, they move on. But Absolutely. If they, if they appreciate the legacy they left behind. More power to them. And yeah. players like Iden DK. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're some of the best ever, so absolutely absolutely and i've i've got to run in retrothon turns out yeah i'll be i will be doing it i will bring the my 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 hot garbage bad dudes play to retrothon (laughs) everybody in the dudes i'm I'm bringing the dudes and i'm bringing elrock with me he's gonna be on cocom and we're just kind of kind of just bullshit the whole time because i mean like what what is there to really say about bad dudes it kind of speaks for itself when you watch that game in action you kind of get that oh this isn't this isn't fun to play at all i mean i'm already coming up with my list like i'm just gonna come up with a list of like so what are hitboxes <laughs> non-existent uh, and bad dudes what? yeah that's that's very true they're they're what questionable is, to say the least what is vertical scrolling what is vertical <laughs> scrolling uh, yeah i lost i lost an incredible run yesterday because hitboxes decided they didn't want to be a thing anymore and the run was just over in a split second from an enemy that literally doesn't attack me mm. good <laughs> fucking times let me tell you <laughs> but yeah retrothon is retrothon is going to be the shit like if you love retro games and retro speed running rgl tv is going to be where you're going to want to be at um uh starting all week 24 7 yeah all week 24 well, 7 no breaks the well worth the look it's going to be so much fun yeah it's... Like, I, I just cannot wait to see what everyone brings to the table like I've been with RDL for a year now, and every event we've done, to my recollection, outside of like tournaments where we consult out, you know, outside players to be able to participate, all of our big events that are just like, you know, a long marathon, always seem to be just teammates. And I love my team. I do. I I, I love and respect every single member of my team. RDL is absolutely amazing. But incorporating the rest of the community just to me makes it that much more special. Like there's a lot of games in these lists that nobody in our group has ever really considered running. Like right now I'm looking at Earthworm Gym Two. Nobody on RDL runs Earthworm Gym Two. We've got a runner for it. Looking at Barbie for the NES. There's another example. Nobody here really runs. <laughs> there's a barn burner right there. <laughs> Aforementioned bad dudes. I don't think anyone on RGL runs bad dudes. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're probably going to start pushing for that uh, Mega Man X world record soon. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I'll get right on that. That's, uh, I'll, have, I'll have it for you tomorrow on your desk. We were going we were gonna to tackle uh, kind of like the origins of... Because uh, there are three of us here that have done speedrunning before. Like, I pretend that I'm a speedrunner. Elrock is a beast. And John has dabbled. And John did what I yep. like to call throwing oneself into the deep end by learning Mega Man X as his first game? Like, okay, that's... I mean, it's it's only one of the, you know, top five most optimized speedruns in the SNS, so... <laughs> if you're but, gonna run a game, run your favorite game. Yeah. That was gonna be the next thing I was gonna so say. That, if you're you hate game, it, sure it's a game you like, and the large majority of people love Mega Man X. I can't fault anybody yeah. for running that. Yeah. I, I played, there's the one, um... There's one um, SNPS Olympics thing where I tried to do a special challenge on, like, the Sigma Fortress 1, so I played it for, like, 16 hours in a week. Okay. So I figured if I could already grind the game that much, 
not in a speedrunning context of doing the speedrunning probably would work out pretty has worked out pretty okay that is wild <laughs> that is a lot yeah a lot. Poncho Smith in the in the chat points out that I did do that Alex kid in the Enchanted Castle run. Actually, yeah, you did, didn't you? So hey, everybody like here is a speedrunner. I should here. submit that. You should I submit if that it. Popping. Oh, that's the one for the Genesis. Okay, okay. I can't yeah, remember if that was the Genesis title or the Master System title. It's real bad. It's yeah, it's the bad Genesis one. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, the only the only I, I wouldn't have known the only Alex kid game I played was the arcade version, and it was really difficult. It was oh, very. Yeah. They're not good. They're not very good. It's one of those games that just feel awful to play. It kind of, yeah. Yeah. But you, but you run bad, dude. So what? No. <laughs> point. So Ponertron says Polly also did speedruns of Fantasy Star Three. Is this? Is there truth? <laughs> yes, there is truth to this. But All it's, right. it's because there's a glitch at the start of the game where you can literally lock yourself out of progress. Uh, by having a certain item and using it, by just buying it from the shop, and you get to you get thrown into a jail and you can use an item to escape that jail, but the game story requires you to be in that jail. So when you go and talk to anybody afterward, the game's like, "Yo, you cheated to get here, and we're not letting you go any further." <laughs> it mm. literally locks you out of progress. <laughs> so that's mm. kind of like that's that's some kind of form of any percent right <laughs> yeah <laughs> i did play any bit of the game <laughs> check out my far cry 4 <laughs> ending where i stand still for 15 minutes oh god yeah there's that too <laughs> i speed ran the witness shut up <laughs> <laughs> um so but but yeah uh retrothon is gonna be the shit i understand like this has kind of been something toad has been wanting to put together for a really long time yeah, it's, uh, it definitely comes off as his baby. He has he he much like myself has a large majority of runs in this event. And mm-hmm. He even has the the closer, which I'm looking forward to. He learned Final Fantasy the speed run not long ago, the very first one for the NES, and he loves the game. And it's going to be the closer for the event, which I actually think is neat. I don't think I've ever seen uh, to to call back a different organization. I haven't seen a GDQ that ever ended with an NES game. I don't think. Nope. Maybe some of the older ones did, but. Ever since RPGs kind of took over the finale, it's generally been 16-bit or later. Like, we've seen, within the past few years, we've seen Mario RPG and Earthbound both close the event. Yeah. Up to recently, with more modern games, which you're definitely not going to see, like Undertale and Breath of the Wild. Yeah. You're not going to see them at all. Oh, Breath of the Wild speedrun seem fun. <laughs> long as you're not doing 100%. Oh, God. Doing all, oh, God, yeah, no. Run, God help you. Didn't Fuck somebody tr- attempt that and actually just go to sleep in the middle of it and kept the timer running? <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me, but I have no clue about how that works out. <laughs> that's not for me. Yeah, that's that just it. like, hey, I like my games under 30 minutes, please. Yep. Yep, here we go. World record for 100% original is not extended with no amiibo is 32 hours plus. Oh, that's my so God. Day. I don't even think that's the longest run that exists out there. No. no. There's like, it's is it so... Bounty Kaios? I think it has like a week or something. Still yeah. over a day. I don't want to be in my computer for <laughs> like I consider a twenty four hour marathon to be a very a very special thing and I've done one. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't see grinding a run that went that plus one third of the time over. God, so. No, no. Hell no. I'm good. It's like I'm good. I, can, I can barely stream for over four hours and not feel like I want to just punch myself. Mm. So 
the thought of anything over that is just so staggering and terrifying yeah. to me. <laughs> so, what else you got coming up? Me? Yeah, I bet well, you got one of your own that. babies coming up, don't you? Back to back to the team. Uh, next, the following month, we are going to have a day long. I don't really know if you call this a tournament because it's it's not really a tournament because it's not process of elimination. It's not like you know you, two players play to advance. It's just more of a we refer to them as decathlons. But yeah. to me, it's just like a series of games that you race. But coming up, we've got the main decathlon on May twenty sixth. Main being the utilized utilized naming of series one is happening in May. Mm-hmm. So that worked out perfectly. And two, it's going to be all arcade games, main being the most well-known arcade emulator. Because, I mean, if someone wants to go out there and find all of these boards and they run on original hardware and set up for the capture, go nuts. Yeah, have a blast. <laughs> You're going to lose a lot of time connecting between different uh, different setups. But for the easiest point, we're just going to stick to emulators here. I think, I think we're yeah. going to be okay with that. The full list, which I have right in front of me, starts at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time that day, goes in order. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for the arcade. All these are the arcade titles. Like, they're not home titles. Not, not playing the NES version of that, for example. Sunset Riders, NBA Jam, Splatterhouse, Metal Slug, Mortal Kombat 2, Dungeon Magic, Salamander, also known as Life Force, G.I. Joe, and Ghouls and Ghosts. In that order, all to completion. Oh. But before you got to the end of the list, I was like, what do you think the most challenging one's going to be? Oh, okay. (laughs) Oddly enough, I don't think Ghouls and Ghosts is going to be the most challenging. You really don't? No, it's definitely a top three, but without investigating further, I think the one that's going to give you the most problems going into it is probably going to be Salamander. Mm. You only have a maximum amount of credit feeding you can do in that game. Mm -hmm. You can Mm -hmm. only credit feed up to 26 lives, and if you lose all your lives, it's right back to level one, so... You have to learn to beat that game on 26 lives, and it's a really hard Konami shmup. Yeah. like are <laughs> probably going to die a lot. Konami shmups take no prisoners, <laughs> and the rank systems in those games oh, are absolutely mate. brutal. I did not know there was an arcade version of Splatterhouse. I thought that was a yeah. home original. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I remember I remember because the difference arcade between the, um, the, the arcade version's way gorier. Really? <laughs> yep. I don't even think it's necessarily gory. It's graphic. Gory though, and I mean, compared to what we got later with games like Mortal Kombat, like it's not even. Yeah, it was bloody. There was like I remember the difference in the first boss room where there's a bunch of gunk in the back, guts in the background, and I was like, oh, this is better. I I only played. I had the Turbo Graphics version on the Wii U Virtual Console. Yeah, that is Uh, that is absolutely the best home port is the the PC or Turbo Graphics 16 version. Right, Wii Virtual Console, not Wii U. Right, right, right. right, It sounded like I was such a tiny baby and i was like what was we and we it was ages ago we's retro right i had the turbo graphics version of the turbo graphics <laughs> well look at you being all fancy very old i had a system that was owned by one in every two hundred thousand people <laughs> that's generous no that's that's awesome though this um, motherfucker had a 3do and atari jaguar too oh my god I had I played 3DO on a podcast last year, and I'd never touched one before. Uh, the first game I played was Jurassic Park 3DO. Oh, oh god. my god! Oh, so oh god! It's, there are good games for that system. I doubt that's one of them because it's probably no, some no. thing. I don't think there's there were like no good Jurassic Park games though. So uh, the Genesis one's arguable. It has a lot of problems, but like it's it's it feels like a video yeah. game. This did yeah, not feel like a video game. And Game Gear one, and none of them were good. And there's the Sega CD FM V one too. That's bad because 
It says right there, FMV. Is Ghouls and Ghosts and um, on Genesis particularly different from Ghouls and Ghosts Arcade? They're identical. They're they're completely identical. Okay, because I only... love Ghosts on Genesis. That's, I think that's my favorite Ghouls and Ghosts game. The only real different version, I think, is the one for a console that a lot of people are probably familiar with called the Super Graphics. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like a. It was like another Turbo Graphics, but it got like no publicity. No. Isn't that just the? It only had five games with the Turbo Graphics CD built in or something. No, I think that's the Turbo Duo. Yeah, that that is the Super Graphics was like a second system that immediately went out of print. I wonder if that's the same as the PC FX because that's that's the one that came after the PC Engine in Japan. Mm. Was referred to as the PC Engine SG. For super oh, graphics. weird. So something between in between those two. You're this right, I have never out, heard of that. This came out in Japan and also in France, but nowhere else. <laughs> oh, Japan wow. got it in Japan got it right at the turn of the decade. They got it in December of nineteen eighty nine. And it was supposed to be an upgrade of the PCE, but it only ended up getting five games, I think. Like there weren't Jeez. many games at all. One of which was Ghouls and Ghosts. Right. Um what else did it get? Not much. There it is. Da- Dama Kamura, I think is the name of it, the Japanese name for it. It also got like Darius. Oh, it's Daikatana. Plus. It's Daikatana. <laughs> right. Uh, got 1941, which is a smup I am not a fan of. It is so slow. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. All Dines, which I'm not familiar with. And then Darius Plus, which a lot of people are familiar with. Darius is quite good. Yeah. Very hard, but it's a good smup. Yeah. How does the system flop so bad that there's only six games for it, though? That's incredible. Yeah, that's fewer than the than the um, Virtual Boy. Yeah. Like. It's it's hard to say. I've I've actually only, I didn't play on one for the first time until earlier this year. And the local expo had Duels and Ghosts set up for it, and I was like, well, that's a controller, so I guess I can play it. <laughs> and uh, I mean, of course, it's Duels and Ghosts, so I was terrible at it. But uh, I just messed around with it just to see what the fuss was. It's it's an interesting console, but yeah, like it has it. The legacy is. Like the opposite of overstated. Like some people you bring up super graphics and you're, they're like, "What? Is that the turbo graphics?" Like, exactly. Like kind of like what conversation we're having now. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like there's just a lot of wires crossed here, and it's just like the so name. seems like kind of like it's kind of like the 32x, I guess, where it's just like yeah, a leveled up, ver- except it's built into a whole new system. I don't know. Weird. Weird. 32x. <laughs> 32X. I look at it as being like an extension. I think the 32X mm-hmm. is, good, is a good comparison, I think. But yeah. the th- even the 32X here was marketed well. I don't think it was... I don't think the the Super Graphics was marketed all that well in Japan. I don't I don't even see a sales figure, so I can't... I can't say 32X anything. had Calibri, so... It also, it, it also had an exclusive Spider-Man game. Mm. Yay. Huh. <laughs> I, did, I never played that. It's, a, it, it's called Web of Fire. It's also insanely mm. expensive. Yeah. Because it's only on the 32X. Yeah. I have a 32X and one game, Knuckles Chaotix. Oh, it's like the I most could... notable game in the 32X. I've got, yeah, I've got Mortal Kombat 2 for it. Which it's... I understand is just a slightly upgraded Genesis version? Yeah, that's all it is. It just it kind of puts um... the frames of animation that they cut back in, uh, <laughs> expands the color palette a bit, and adds in the voice samples that were taken out of the Genesis version, but Jeez. it's still got the musical fidelity of the Genesis version, which mm. which is bleh. I like the music. I just think that it's not as good as the other stuff. Like the arcade or the SNES version, obviously. Like, it's extremely damp. 
I've never been a fan. Like, Greeny is fine, but that was just kind of like, this might as well just not even be here. That's how I felt about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, if but... they wanted the music, why wasn't it on Sega CD? That's a good point. <laughs> good point. You can't argue that. They did that later with the Saturn, and even that was still a mistake. <laughs> the MK2 on the Saturn is... Oh, God. That's a it trash really fire. Cool. Really? Yeah, it's oh, a trash fire. It's really fire. weird. You'd think it'd be great because, you know, older game on a new 32-bit console four years later or whatever. And, yeah. You know, it, it was odd. It was really, really strange. Yeah, not good. Lots of stuff about it didn't make sense. I've watched speedruns of it. It's it's weird. <laughs> it's oh, really weird. Oh, there's a game for John. Speedrun Mortal Kombat, like, Game Boy or something. <laughs> those are actually interesting. I've watched those as well. I've, I've, <laughs> and of course, I, 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 I've, I've been thinking about Calibri for the last two minutes. Like, it's... Uh, <laughs> okay! I can't believe... I can't well, believe the Echo, the Echo guy okay. made a Hummingbird game. A Hummingbird we get, shmup. We get, I love that. Yeah, like, John kind of does that. John will kind of just space out at random <laughs> when one thing comes up and... We'll have to get back to them because it's so pretty. They've completely missed the last three minutes of conversation. I haven't played it past the first like six or seven so levels, so I don't know if it gets like gar- garbage hard. But so when is Mame Capulon again? May twenty sixth. May twenty sixth, and that's, that's just a one day event. Mm-hmm. That's just just like we've done with all of our other. Uh, oh right, big right. The past we had the Atari twenty sixth in March. We had Diz Capulon in January. Yeah. And I know we had some near the end of last year. We had the Tiny Tin Remix also in March. And there was one right before that that we did. But, God, I can't remember it. It happened in, like, the late fall, early winter. Mm. I won't remember it. But this Catalan was the first one that I, like, actively tried to become a part of. Yeah. I remember you doing a lot of practice for that. It was good times. I did. But, unfortunately, when things wore, wore down to the nub, I couldn't. I couldn't. I ended up not being able to participate. Too real life kind of took over too hard. Yeah, that's that happens. I was, sometimes. I was about seven games into the ten that I felt like maybe I could run this, and then there were three left, two of which I hadn't played, and one of which just made me even all the more angrier every time I wanted to play it, and <laughs> or not, not even wanted to play, but every time I tried to play it, and I thought to myself, if I'm not having fun with the game, why am I running it? Exactly. I don't have mm-hmm. anything to prove to myself. <laughs> yeah, because so. because even if speed running is fun, if you're not enjoying the game, you should probably stop. That's my whole philosophy. Don't do it if it's not fun. Yeah. Like, I give mm-hmm. bad dudes a lot of shit, but do you think I would be playing and if I didn't, if there was some weird part of me that didn't enjoy it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a relaxing... It's it's, it's it's a janky-ass, weirdly relaxing fun that's easy to just churn out. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna get that world record. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> I'm gonna get it. Have fun. I'll watch. Who the fuck am I kidding? How far off are you? Uh, 63 seconds. Oh, that's a lot. That is a lot! <laughs> yeah. You're I, talking about no, my sum of best is like 1511, and the, the world record is 1437, so. <laughs> I that's still got, yeah, got a way to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, much like the aforementioned Hyde and DK, Murph is, you know, a legendary grinder, but yep. he still speedruns in the difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like those. Those are like if you go back and watch any GDQs, those, these are all going to be names that you would recognize if you kind of came into speedrunning from the GDQ era, really, because these were names that you saw there quite a bit. Uh, so, but GDQ, huh? Now that's a weird transition, huh? 
Underst- I understand mm. you might be something GDQ related in your future. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh, well. So, it's GDQ coming up this summer on, I think it starts the 24th of June. The uh, schedule hasn't gone live yet, but yes, yours truly submitted the, the full cap of runs, and out of everything I submitted, I managed to get two games in, so... Very excited and nervous about that. It'll be my second GDQ where I get to perform on the big stage, and this time I have much more difficult games to deal with. <laughs> so this is going to be the test of tests. So what 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 games are you running at SGDQ? One being the aforementioned Double Dragon. Mm. That's the one making me nervous. <laughs> Whew, yeah, that one can that one can be straight up game over. I've only done that in front of a live audience once, and that was for RG Love, one of our last marathons. Yeah. I actually, because that wasn't a speedrun marathon, I did all safe strats, mm-hmm. and it was it wasn't even hard. Like it, doing safe strats in that game, like you can still beat it, but doing actual speed strats, slightly different story. Yeah, <laughs> you, you you tend to have to put your you have to put your head on a on you have to put your head on a pedestal or a, what that's not even the right expression. <laughs> put your head on a bike <laughs> to get somewhere sometimes in that game. Yeah, that game is so mean. Like, just seeing... I've seen a lot of heartbreaking runs just from your stream, so... The thing that really sucks about it is you can't obtain... You, you can't really make it marathon safe to a large degree because there's no, like, extra lives or extra health to get or anything like that. Yeah. So, head on a swivel, yeah, that'll work too. Yeah. Either way, put <laughs> put my ass on the line. That's how I look at it. Yeah? Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's a video game. But yeah, you have no way of increasing your resources. You just gotta, you just gotta do it. Hope for the best. Mm. Think of that. I'm gonna be doing a lot of practice on that leading up to the run itself, especially at the event. Yeah, definitely one. Like, but it's also you kind of don't want to over practice too because you could psych mm-hmm. yourself out pretty bad. Right. Yeah, but I get that. Yeah, yeah. And what's the other game you got? The other one is the game that got me into speedrunning, or at least got me into the level of speedrunning that I'm at. Uh, oh, it's yeah. A little SNES game based on a movie some people might have heard of called Batman Returns, the second Tim Burton movie, for those that get that mm-hmm. confused with other Batman games that are not as fun. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. We'll leave those to PJ. We'll let him play the bad Batman games. <laughs> the very first time I told a fellow streamer I run that game, um, Said person made fun of me. It's like, that game's so terrible. Of course, person got confused with Batman Forever, and I'm like, no, no, it's not that game. But the person still continues to give me crap for it. It's like, oh, and your bad Batman game. I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this game's actually good. Like, it's actually a sweet, legitimate Konami beat-em-up. It, you run around as the biggest Batman sprite ever created, <laughs> and you punch clowns, and it's great. And there's actually a legitimate speed tech to it. You can have an infinite in the game that you can use to just mow down enemies, and it, you know... Beat-em-ups are all about scrolling the screen. You know, you take care of a wave of enemies, then you move on. And you take care of another wave of enemies, then you move on. These strats that I'm referring to allow you to do that very, very quickly. And if that's not a speed strat, I don't know what is. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's pretty much the base definition of speed strat. (laughs) That infinity you can also do on bosses, and that's where the execution really gets heavy, because it's very, very hard. Oh, yeah, like... It It took me months to even get it down on all the bosses, at least two to three before I could get it like consistently. Mm-hmm. And even now I'm like, if I stop playing it for like even a couple of days, it's like, I gotta, you know, go gear up again. And <laughs> that it's a good, 
it's a good crunchy beat em up though. Like it just kind of looks, sounds, and feels good. Just generally, uh, hey, a, a the, good ass Konami fucking beat em up. The sound design in that game is just unbelievable. Like everything that connects, if it hits, if you throw somebody into something. Like it just—it's just the most satisfying sound effects you'll ever hear on anything. Yeah, it's super punch. good. It every punch sounds like you just broke some clown's teeth. You know, like, <laughs> it's great. It's that there's so much impact to it. You can throw clowns in the walls. You can break windows. My favorite still at this day is throwing them into a park bench. It just shatters the park bench. Like it leaves like, a big hole in the backside of it. It's awesome. So this is like the perfect game if you don't like juggalos. <laughs> what system is this on again? Super NES. Really? It was with good sound effects. That's unusual. (laughs) Yeah, I know the I I know the meme. It's obviously a joke, of course, and it's great. But at the same time, with games like this, it's it's weird. And plus, with like it's one of those cases where, to me, everything was just a perfect storm. You know, you have a a known license based on a known movie that was going to sell regardless. Mm -hmm. You have it from a really good developer. Konami, despite what despite their current practices, has a legacy that's almost untouched by third party. Yeah. Outside of maybe Capcom for, across systems. Like I, I consult Sunsoft all the time, but past NES Sunsoft is kind of not that yeah. great. Riding into 16 and 32 bit, Konami Capcom are like the top two. And the Konami team was really pushing it with this game. Like they, they somehow got a soundtrack to sound exactly like a Danny Elfman score. And I don't know how they did that with a 16 bit MIDI. Yeah. That's awesome. The game is three megabytes, three megabytes. <laughs> It's just a testament to the work that went into making these things, you yeah, know. When and, they gave a shit. <laughs> yeah, like when people gave a shit. Um, but yeah, like that game is super solid. Uh, I mean, Konami's done like like they also did the Adventures of Batman and Robin on SNES, which is very good. <laughs> like, I thought you just said Konami's done. They are. Um, well, they pretty yeah. much are. I mean, they uh, their former CEO, unfortunately I forgot his name, passed away earlier in the decade. Yeah. And then his son took over, and beyond that, it was just he decided to go in a different direction. I mean, they still retain all their video game licenses, but it seems like all they're really committing themselves yeah. to Chinko machines. Yeah. Unfortunate, because they still have a lot of good licenses. You know, Castlevania, Metal Gear Solid, Silent Hill, like they have a ton yeah. of great licenses that they did. They did a con- They did a con- They did a contra tease. Oh yeah. Like in like 2008, they did this contra tease yeah. at the end of their 2008 um, E3 press conference, and nothing was ever said about it again. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, they just did like the flaming sea at the end of their conference, and it was just like, oh, something's coming. Nothing. Yeah, we did get hardcore that's uprising that. though. So that's true. How did that ever happen? It is a weird anomaly. Yeah, Arc System Works made it. That's how. Yeah, but it's even at that point, it was kind of weird that Konami was like, "Hey, let's get somebody to make a new Contra game, huh?" <laughs> Contra 2D on the PS4 or something, something like on Steam would have been absurd. Like, yes, there would definitely be, have been people that would have played that. Well, it's maybe not released thing. as a full title unless you're going to put it in 3D, which would be a huge fucking mistake. Yeah, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, 2D side-scrolling Contra, like. Just with updated graphics, dude. Like who? Like a lot of people would play that. Hell, people mm. played Double Dragon Four. Uh, I, like, uh, I like Double Dragon Four. I, don't, uh, I know I'm alone on that. The the story playthrough was daunting in the sense that like I don't think it was very fun. But unlocking Tower Mode 
made things a lot more fun. Yeah, that's kind of where I think most people got their fun in that game. Tower mode was tight. It was super fun. You just had an endless wave of enemies, and you just mowed them down the best you could. Mm. If you like, you if mentioned you... like destroy them all. <laughs> you were saying, you know, uh, you mentioned like a new Contra or something made with 2D graphics, but then I remember those mobile ports that got leaked. Oh, like, there, were, there was like a Contra one and a Life Force one, and they were both real unappealing. God, they are so bad. I definitely don't remember those, but they, I mean, they still at least released some good games. Contra 4 was good. Oh, for, Contra, it was 4. The DS. Contra yes. 4 was like 10 years ago. Yeah. Right. Well, still, like, even, like, in the 2000s, they were, it, it would amaze me that they were willing to still commit to 2D when yeah. they had the possibility of doing 3D. Another example was the PS2 game Shattered Soldier. That game is very good as a classic Contra game. Oh, yeah. And even though it has 3D-looking sprites, it's still a 2D game, so they kept true to form. Yep. Yep. No, well, it was super heavy. This game is hard as balls, but Ooh, yeah, uh, it's a contra game. That's what you. That's uh, what you come to contra for. I mean, really. I mean, people that are playing contra. And what games, you come to contra for? For <laughs> yeah, show up and get your ass for. I come to contra for. I actually huh. forgot about contra rebirth. It's all good. Yeah. But, but um, contra oh, rebirth. Right. Hey, remember hardcore. Yeah, used the soundtrack. Damn, the game's fucked up. <laughs> Contra Hardcore is so fucked up. It's a cool game though. It does some crazy shit with the Mega Drive Genesis hardware. That's still pretty oh, damn man. impressive today. Shout out and chat to Metamorphic Force. I love that game. Oh god, game. Metamorphic Force. <laughs> that game is was, something. That game is great. It was like their answer to Altered Beast, but it ended up being significantly better than that. Yeah, it's just so chaotic. So yeah, it's fun though. I I played it for a not a raffle, but a subscriber game choice last year for the first time. It's a game I should have played long before that because I already love Konami beat-em-ups anyway. And I'm like, hey, this is on the X Men engine, and mm-hmm. then I played through it and I was like, why is this better than a game I've been playing for 25 years? <laughs> I've been playing X Men 25 years of my life, the X Men arcade version, and I've played that game to death. And I'm like, this is the same engine, but it's better. You can do so much more with this game. It's just nobody played it because it didn't have a third party license or whatever. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Game is crazy good. So, sorry, I wanted I wanted to join. I'm sorry. Oh, now you're pushing it, John. Mm-hmm. There's always that one person that takes it a step too far. Oh yeah, that's John. That's the one John. Who always takes it too far. <laughs> I am the one who steps. <laughs> God. So you mentioned that Batman Returns is kind of the game that got you speed running at the level you do now, um, more or less. Um, is that like your first speed run? Like, where did it start for Will Babby Elrock? Technically, not my first. Um, so here's here's how it all got started. It was summer 2016, like July or so. Um, I attended, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the event, I attended Evo for the first time that summer. Are you guys familiar with Evo? Yeah, yeah. Big, biggest... Biggest fighting, fighting game, game tournament ever. Just, well, yeah, it, it's it's the original, you know, from Battle by the Bay up to what it is known now. And I had never been, and I knew it was going to be... At, at that point, I had been competitive, competitively playing fighting games for like three years, but I never mustered up the the capability of being able to go to the event, whether it be money, whether it be time you know you you name it like i just never had the means to be able to do it mm-hmm. 
So I decided now was the time. Because I had a lot of friends going, and that was an easy in, and I just couldn't think of a reason to not go. Plus, I'd never been to Vegas, so I wanted to see what that would be like, even though I wasn't going to have, like, the truest of Vegas experiences. Mm-hmm. You're going to have Here's the nerdiest I, of... You're, you'll have the nerdiest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> not known for being the nerdiest city ever. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so... Here's why that's important. Leading up to the events, uh, there was a uh, a local podcast, much like well, I would say much like I'm doing now, but this isn't local. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and refrain from mentioning the name because I'm gonna there there are some things I go I go over in regards to them that might make them look kind of bad, but we ended up forging a good relationship. So here's what happened: they announced that they were reviving this series, where they have people just come on their show and they stream it, like much like we're doing now through Twitch. And they have people who sign up to play games and see if they can beat them. A lot of them are supposed to be like really hard games. They also excluded anything NES only because on their previous um, iteration, the previous season, whatever I call it, they just did everything NES. Oh. I'm like, okay, so you don't you don't want to do reruns? Fine, I'll find something else to do. But it was it, it kind of struck a chord with me because I was like, I guess I could find something to do because I've always I've certainly always been interested in speed running. I've been watching GDQs at that point for upwards of two and a half years, almost three years. So I certainly always took an interest in it. I just never jumped at the chance to do anything with it because I really didn't. I mean, I have I had original consoles at the time, but it was it, like there's I didn't have anything like what I have now, like you know, flashcards for every console that I own and a stream setup and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I figured this is about an hour and a half away. I had to show up on site. It's an arcade that's about. I mean, it's, it's in a major city, you know, different state, but it was just wrangled up some friends. I'm like, look, I I want to I want to do this. So let me see a list of games. And I picked out two that I knew I could beat with some practice. Once I got back from Evo, that's when that started. And how that's how that segues is from Evo to that is that that ended up kind of being my swan song out of the fighting game community. I still play fighting games, but I'm not deep as deeply involved in them as I used to be. Because quite frankly, even though I was serviceable, I never really thought of myself as good. Like I can you you see probably for example, see me do speed runs. I can adapt myself to a game. Adapting yourself to other players is a completely different thing. Like planets away. Yeah, like he will adapt AI loops all day, but yeah. yeah, I understand programming. Understanding the human mind is completely different, or the human human element, human emotion, human reaction, whatever you know. So. I never considered myself to be that great. And, and while I didn't feel like I was wasting time, I think I felt like it was going to be one of those cases where it was going to take a lot more work than I was willing to put in mm-hmm. to get better. And it wasn't necessarily that I didn't want to get better. It was just a case of, like, what's the balance? That's just so, the case with me and just kind of most skills in life, or really all skills. <laughs> so, I, so I guess where you're coming from. It's it's just what it is. I, I mean, you can you can do what you love, but I think the real joy in life is finding your passion. And I thought that was going to be one of them. And while I do enjoy them, I just don't think it was my passion. Mm-hmm. So, leading into the show, I picked out two games. Um, one of which ended up being pretty cool. It was um, they wanted the first showcase they wanted to do was a Disney side by side showcase mm-hmm. for the game. The game in question was Aladdin. Mm. So they had someone else there. Uh, unfortunately, I forgot her name. Uh, running Aladdin for the SNES, which half the people I talked to considered to be the better version, and I wanted to play Aladdin Genesis, which the other half of the people I talked to <laughs> were very divided on those games. You see, um, yeah. I mean, but, you're you're on the correct though. It's the Genesis yeah. version. <laughs> oh, 
I did not intend to start a conversation with you. <laughs> I, I merely was there to make the joke. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can get it. I mean, the here. SNES Aladdin was one of the first games I ever finished. You know, it's cool. Whatever. It's yeah, it's it's not it's a good game. I actually think that there's a chance it might be the better game, but it's not the one I prefer playing. Wherever that's worth. Um, I just understood the Genesis one on a deeper mm. level, I guess, growing up, even though I never beat it. Mm. But I grew up and suddenly I'm like, I the resources are available. I can beat this game. And I think I managed some sub-20 runs in my practice. And <clears throat> I figured I can bring this to the dance. This is fine. I ended up actually winning the race, even though, well, like I said, they're both about, they're they're not quite, quite the same speed, but they're both, they both can be played quickly. So I ended up finishing. That was cool. Even though the weird thing about that was they only had two set, two headsets and one was for her and the other one was for the person running the stream. And over time, I realized, man, they made a mistake not letting me be on the headset because I know I can talk mm-hmm. like I'm doing right now. Yeah, but you you have a voice. Nothing against her. Nothing against her, but it was just a matter of inconvenience. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I guess I got to prove myself by beating the shit out of this game, so I guess I'll go do that. Oh, um, something else I forgot. So before I get into games two, this is, this is important. There was a game that I chose that some people remember me grinding out quite a bit last year that led to a run of the same game at SGDQ at 2017. Uh, that was X-Men Mutant Apocalypse for the SNES. Mm-hmm. Now, said game was a part of the list. I requested it. The person who organized the stream told me no. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, but well, why is it on the list? It's like, well, we had someone else from out of town claim it. And I'm like, okay, so that's cool. So I talked with the person who owns the arcade, who's a good friend of mine, and... I told him, I was like, well, that's unfortunate, but I can do this instead. He's like, no, 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 you want to do that, I'll get I'll get you to do that. And I was like, are you sure? And I, like, I, it, it's cool, I can just go with something different. He was like, no, 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 I got you, it's, it, I got you, it's, you're good, you're good, I'll get you in on that. And I was like, all right, so I got signed up for that for him. And then it kind of just became a case of, like, mom said, dad said, and I was caught in the middle. Like, it wasn't a case of, like, me trying mm. to push this. Like, uh... I'm like, guys, I'll do it like, yeah, like you were so. totally cool the whole time. Just like, look, it's yeah. not a big deal. Exactly, exactly. And they just, they just kind of. It wasn't really a struggle war, but I think that this person, the owner, probably saw something in me. Like I had been to fighting game events at his venue plenty yeah. of times in the past, so I guess he just thought, you know, this seems like something he really wants to do. So I'm going to make sure he gets his foot in the door, and I owe a lot of credit to what I do. <laughs> To that person, so I, I'll, I, I can't say enough positive things about the person. Just I'll give him a shout out here, Jesse. You're an amazing human being, and I owe you so much. <laughs> you are you are fucking awesome. That's all I can say. Back to the story. So I get there on game day before I even go live for this little Disney showcase. Um, they had me advertise as playing X Men for Genesis, and I was like, uh-uh. no, <laughs> I'm not playing that. No, that I game, don't want to play that game. That, that game's game, not good. That game's bad. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I don't want to play that game. I would never sign up to play that game. So I talked it over with the, the guy who runs the stream, and there was a lot of back and forth between us. He was like, well, I told you that we didn't have this. He's like, well, yeah, but then it was coordinated with this person. You know how that goes. Yeah. Eventually, he conceded, and he allowed me to play it. And I was like, oh, God, why does it have to be like this? This is already like not a good first impression mm-hmm. that I'm making. So I guess I really don't know what to say about it in hindsight, but I remember – I made. I felt like I made. This was a mistake that I made. That I asked him who the person was because I just kind of wanted to know who who it was if I had recognized it like a leaderboard or whatever. I'm I'm an information person, I guess. And all they said was, 
the world class speedrunner. I was like, okay. And I think that was another one of those sparks that I kind of needed. I was like, I guess I just have to go be a world class speedrunner now. I got to go turn my good on. <laughs> And then within a year, I had the game in SGDQ, so I was just like, I win. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. That's... So I got to do the game. It was a very early preliminary run that's very likely still on YouTube somewhere, and it's really, really bad. <laughs> um, like, it now it would be considered bad. And I was also using a lot of buzzwords that I shouldn't have been doing because I was new to it. And yeah, I think I said RNG something like 18 times. <laughs> like, it was really bad. <laughs> it was so terrible. But, um,. It, it still meant a lot to me that they did that. And then I came back the next month, and then the next month, and then the next month. Basically, at that point, anything I was submitting, if they had it available, they were going to take me. I remember uh, the third month in question, I submitted Barch Nightmare, and they were like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, gonna... no. I was like, oh, really? I got this. I got like a 21-something, which at the time was a great time. My record at the time was like a 19. So I was like, y'all can Suck it on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> everybody. Bart's Nightmare, the game that I tried to mm. meme the fuck out of, and then everybody you was did. like, and then everybody was like, oh no, we know this game. Here, let us tell you about it. I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> I, I mean, I recognized one. the game, and I was just like, oh, I'll play along. Everyone else is like, I'll ruin the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they had done it to me, because I'd have been like, I don't know shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I got holder. stuff to tell you. You can tell me this. I'm like, for everything you tell me, I'm going to tell you, I already know that and tell you three more things you don't know. <laughs> what are the ones? Come at me. <laughs> Challenge yeah, that's, him. That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's another game for another day. Um, so you asked me about Batman Returns. That's what started me to want to speed run was getting to do those. But I looked oh. at both those runs and I thought, I mean, those were fun, but I kind of want to, I think the approach that I took initially wasn't necessarily something that I wanted to work, something where I wanted to play a game that everybody else was playing. Because, you know, there, I mean, everybody, a lot of people are going to have the same favorite games, whether it be Castlevania, Mega Man 2, Super Mario Bros. 3, it, insert any of those into a bowl and you're going to find an optimized run. Yeah. I didn't necessarily want to go for that. I wanted to cement my place on a game that really hadn't been explored. And I knew the kind of games I enjoyed playing. So the aforementioned X-Men MA being one of them. Mm -hmm. Had a lot of fun with that game and proceeded to have a lot more fun even after that. But in the case of Batman Returns, um, not only had that game not really been explored too much, at the time the record was like a 30-something, 31-something held by a runner out of Canada. Mm -hmm. And I looked at it and I was like, there's got to be more stuff you can do in this game. And then I remember I was scouring YouTube one night at work and I found a channel from a user called, oh, I'll give him a shout out here. I've not spoken with a person, so I can't claim to have any conversations with him. But his name was a too many username with some of the letters left out. You can't really look it up by that. But this guy chronicles retro video games like nothing you'd ever believe. He plays the hell out of some beat-em-ups. And he goes through these tutorials where he explains, okay, here's the mechanics about this game. And he just like dirtles around on screen showing off like here's what you here's the thing that the player is capable of doing in this game. Here's another thing your player's capable of doing in this game, which means some of them are gonna be awful. I think he did one for Death and Return to Superman where he's just like, Yeah, this game has nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea how he spent as much time as he did on that game, but he's like, Yeah, this game has nothing. And he's not wrong. <laughs> I I've I've learned to take my time in exploring games, and I, even with that one, I was just like, I got squat. <laughs> but I remember I watched uh, I watched his uh, Batman Returns guide and he showed off the, the punch cancel that can lead to an infinite. And I was like, is anybody using that? 
I didn't watch a single run that does that. Like the, the record doesn't have it, and he and it's definitely got to be faster than that, right? And I remember I went to the uh, the SDA forum. Uh, legendarily, the only person I think that ever really brought any kind of prominence to the game was a runner most of you know by the name of Mr. K, yes. world record holder in Contra Three, uh, hard difficulty, amazing Contra player, oh, still plays. Yeah. Just incredible. One of the best of all time. But he also speedruns Batman Returns. Sad thing is, I never get to see him run it. Because, like, all he really does these days is Contra. And he never really re- was the kind of guy that recorded his runs or anything like that. Supposedly, he had, like, a... I think he only ran Batman on the hardest difficulty. And had runs out there somewhere. And his PV was, like, a 24X or whatever. But I was like, God, I want to see these. I want to see, like, what the opportunity is. Like, I, I want strats, you know? Like, yeah, I, yeah. I can go to this with this... Learning this execution. But I want, like, to know what to do. So I remember for a while, um, I figured, well, I can learn this. That should be easy enough, right? And so I, can't, I remember for a good while, good two months or so, this is before I had a stream set up. I remember when I came home from work, I would just sit down and play it and just continually do offline recordings. And by recordings, I'd made, I shouldn't even say recordings. I was just tying myself. Like I was using the, the phone, my phone to just be like, okay, here's the time I'm capable of now. Right. And all, all my times doing this were beating the record soundly damn uh i need to get on stream and do this <laughs> so i consulted a friend of mine um who also is a speedrunner here out of louisville his name is fuzzy bunny 10 i still recommend everybody follow him he's an awesome human being another awesome person for getting me involved in speedrunning along with uh, the aforementioned arcade owner um he speedruns castlevania for the nes i think his pb is like a 1234 mm. he hasn't run in a while though and I, he, I don't know what his pb is but he also runs mega man for the nes so <clears throat> He took the opposite approach of what I did. He wanted to play the games that everybody was playing. <laughs> Not, yeah. More power to him. If that's what you want to do, there's nothing that should be stopping you. For me, though, I thought, well, I want to run this and I want to run this. And I don't have a way to showcase it. So what do you say to doing some like tandem streams? He was like, I'll open my stream to you. I was like, you're awesome. Let's do this. So for like three, four months in a row before I got my stream set up that I'm on right and talking to you on right now, um, I just would improve my time on his stream for a while. That's his, his was a showcase of like, you know, I'm going to beat this record. I'm beat this record. I'm beat this record. And those are the two games that I was bouncing it back on. That both being Batman and Simpsons. And, um, it was just so addicting for so long. I'm like, I know I can do better. I can know I can do better. I know I can do better. And I still, then as until I feel like I am not going to do better, I have no reason to stop. That's my philosophy. Mm-hmm. As long as you're okay with doing that, you can. There's nothing wrong with speedrun at all. Keep doing it. No reason not to. So, with all that out of the way, <laughs> let's throw it on over to Rhett. What you been up to? I've been up to some anime. Oh, no. And a whole lot of video games. But first, <laughs> I wanted to finish the saga. Uh, I finished watching Magus Pride finally. Oh, yeah? Yay. Did that get. Anime Twilight. Did it. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to dignify that, but John said something last week that kind of made me think, hmm, kind of like, uh, Magus Bride, where when, and you probably don't have this opinion anymore, it was when you were talking about Trails in the Sky, you were like, it's super sweet and good and wholesome and kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about Magus Bride, yeah. where it's like, it's so close to being perfect, but then it kind of maybe doesn't really go anywhere, and it's just kind of inconsequential almost. That's fair. Like, it has really great moments, but they're not really strung together, maybe. 
Like, it's just kind of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. But I really like the show in the end. I just think maybe, like... It could have it, used some grander scale or something, something like that happening. Yeah. I mean, they go for, <laughs> like, an arc at the end, and then maybe that show also seems kind of out of its element when it goes for action. Mm. So maybe that mm. doesn't work as well either. Mm. Uh, I would say for John, though, I would still recommend watching the OVA episodes before the start of the series, or yeah. there is a there is a place in episode 13 where it literally does this time skip forward and then has kind of a montage over music, and then you see literally, oh, there's where the OVA episodes fit in. Gotcha. But also, like, pausing episode 13 in the middle to watch three other episodes what would be kind of weird. I'll probably just then, watch it start from the new ones anyway so yeah. I can have some new episodes. Cool. Because I think it would be super jarring to watch them at the end of the show, like, afterwards. Okay, gotcha. Because, you know, like, you don't want characters to regress emotionally. <laughs> like, <laughs> sometimes they get over things, and then to go back to how they previously were would be bad. You know? Like Bella at the start of Twilight when she doesn't really have oh, sense of self, self-worth. Christ. And Edward is... <laughs> uh... <laughs> I just hate okay. this. Be- I just hate this whole conversation because Twilight is a fucking part of it. <laughs> I hate hey, that man. part too. I'm glad Elrock's with me here. Oh, y'all, y'all really going against that internet grain, huh? Yeah. What? <laughs> Got those hot ta- that those hot Twilight's bad takes. Those <laughs> takes for ten years or however fucking long it's been. That's been ten. Twilight was released in theaters in 2008. Ten. And the book was before that. Yeah, I was. I read the books before the movie came out. Uh, I remember that now. So I finished watching Magus Bride, and I was like, "Oh, I think I'm kind of over this anime streak I was on." Dang! All right. So, not that that show, uh, like, was bad, and it ended it. It was just like, oh, the show, you know, took me like a month to get through because it's such just kind of a slow period be- mood piece. Mm-hmm. And I wanted some action. So I was like, I want to play a bunch of video games with action in them right now. Okay. The same so the thing first... I did after Trails. <laughs> yes, but you and me have very different takes on this. But I guess the first one is the most similar, where I started playing Next Machina, which is <laughs> the newest game from Housemark, who made Super Stardust HD and Resogun. Mm-hmm. So... Are those games good? Uh... I don't really care for Super Stardust, what I've played of it. I think Resogun is pretty good. And just to set this off on the right foot, Next Next Machina is fucking awesome. This game fucking rules. It is just nonstop, pure, adrenaline adrenaline arcade action. Like, what kind of game is it? So, it's kind of... I guess Smash TV might be the closest comparison. Like, it's kind of a gauntlet Smash TV top-down shooter thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, nice. you, you spawn into a room, there's a billion enemies, they keep coming in, like, several waves, and after you kill, like, three or four waves, you move to a different shaped room with, like, different obstacles and stuff. Right. So it just it just keeps moving, and, then like, that's the thing I kind of didn't like about Super Stardust or Resogun is that, especially Resogun was just, each world was, like, one big arena, kind of like uh, Fantasy Zone or Defender. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it's just like, okay, I'm in this room for like five minutes, where in Next Machina, it's like, it's always moving like every 20, 25 seconds. Like, okay, new arena, new arena. Like, and it just, it hammers you with so many enemies and 
stuff blowing up. It's just constant shit happening. But I also think, like, it has really good visibility, which is kind of surprising. Like, everything has, like, light outlines. Everything's color-coded. Like, every enemy in the game is red. So it's very obvious, like, oh, there's the enemies. Every bullet is, like, neon purple. Everything good is, like, green or blue. So it's like, even though there's a million things happening... Oh, and it's all voxel-based. Ooh, so every, voxels blow up real good. Everything blows up. Everything blows up. And, like, there's special abilities. Like, there's a couple special weapons that will, like, change how an enemy blows up. So there's one that's just, like, a force field around you. And it just causes the enemy to just freeze and then just tumble apart disintegration-wise. And then the, there's a rocket launcher where they'll, they'll just fucking be blasted off into the side of the wall and stuff. And Vo- voxels are awesome. Voxels, for those who don't know, are 3D pixels. Yeah, and you can li- and, and there you can like string a whole bunch of them together to make solid objects. And when you blow them up, it's real yeah. fucking <laughs> satisfying. Yeah. Have you ever seen Resogun? Like when you beat the level in that? Yes. Like the whole thing just yeah. explodes. They do a kind of a similar thing in this too, where it's just like, okay, you beat the level. Now it just explodes. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, so, this game's kind of sh- paced like a Toho shmup, basically, where it's six levels, and then, like, it's very geared towards getting a one-credit clear. Um, cool. So, first time... Actually, so, at the very start, though, it only says there's five levels that kind of tricks you. Mm. It's like, <laughs> you see a level, like, then, oh, there's five locked levels, okay. So, a couple times playing the game, I get to the stage five boss for the first time. And I die, and I'm like, oh man, I was so close to getting that one CC. So I continue, and then I beat him, and then it's like, what, what do you mean there's a sixth level? <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't expect it, because you only get the sixth level if you're playing one difficulty up. Yeah. If you're on easy, get it. So play the game again on the normal difficulty, and I one CC the whole game, and the achievement pops up, and I'm like, fucking yeah. And nice. I even quickly turn to Twitter and say, yeah, I just got a one CC turn back to the game <laughs> and there's a little bit more <laughs> so I, I won't call it the full spoiler territory but it's similar to how in Imperishable Night like at, once you beat the game Kaguya has the five impossible requests oh god yeah mm-hmm. so like this doesn't really count for completion it's this, it's just there to make sure that you know you are nothing oh <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's just there to kind of humiliate you and be really frustrating and make me want to keep one seeing seeing the game again and again. Just to just try. Just for one more chance for this oh. fucking bullshit boss at the end <laughs> that verbally tells you that you are nothing. That's pretty good. It's pretty great. The game's also maybe a little bit too long, though. It's like 40, 44 minutes for a one credit clear. A little mm-hmm. long, yeah. yeah. It's For a shmup, it's definitely... I'd say on the longer-ish side, but not by too much. But yeah, that game is just, it's pure fun, I think. And like, the soundtrack... Listening to you describe it, it sounded kind of like the opposite of Never Stop Sneaking. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> this game just is, it's very aggressive and quick and doesn't outstay its welcome too much. And like, oh yeah, and there are a ton of enemy types. Like, every level is introducing new <laughs> stuff. Like... Like, the first half of level one is literally just, like, one type of enemy that just Zerg rushes you. And I'm like, oh, this is a little basic. And then by the end, it's just like, oh, this dude, like, shoots a laser ring when he explodes. And this dude, like, fires a laser that you can't dash dodge through. Like, these things, like, there's a lot of enemy types. But, again, they all have good, like, silhouettes and outlines. So 
and sound effects like like they'll have different sounds when they're gonna do their attack, so you're never really caught off guard by anything. Yeah, that's that's like, like using using your soundscape to telegraph things like that in games that are that chaotic is a very smart yeah. thing to do. Yeah, definitely. This game it reminds me a lot of what, Fury. Yes, I was gonna say uh-huh. it sounds it, like Fury. It's kind of like Fury, but if it had stages. Yeah. Like the stage version, whereas Fury was all boss fights. Yeah. But then the boss fights in this are basically the same as the boss fights at the end of Fury, where like every boss fight in Fury, at the very end, they would just go full bullet hell. Yeah. So bosses in this pretty much are, where they're just like, oh yeah, now I'm going to sit at the top of the screen and fucking dump. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that, that game fucking rules. Hell yeah. And then I wasn't done with action games mm-hmm. oh so i played steam world dig 2 and I, I so i told polly that between podcasts i completed five games yeah she was like oh, oh my wow. god whatever yeah so, i was just like good i don't want to do a podcast anymore <laughs> so i'm gonna go through that real quick because next hockey was the one i really kind of liked do you want to do you want to do the thing where we bounce back and forth or do you want to just go through them and then go, I'll go through mine and then we do it apart? I don't, I don't oh. want to go through them. Quickly. I cool. played SteamWorld Dig 2, which is the sequel to one of those boring-ass games where you just dig down and it's a randomly generated map. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in SteamWorld Dig 2, it's kind of a... it. Well, it is a predefined world map, and it's kind of a Metroidvania thing where there's power-ups and, like, actual level design. And, like, I heard this game really hyped up before I played it, and I'm like, oh, this is fine. Everybody that really likes this, though, didn't play Hollow Knight, so I kind of don't trust your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. But, like, it's fine. It's not Hollow Knight, though. <laughs> that's that's uh, after- kind of, like, like to give perspective, like, Hollow Knight is literally mine and Rhett's bar at this point for that kind of game. Mm-hmm. It is going to be real hard to impress us from this point yeah. forward. Yeah. Uh, after that, I played a game Polly fucking loved. The oh, Ratchet yeah? Oh, God. The PS4. So, how many of those games have you played? I've played a lot of Ratchet & Clank games. That's the problem, is that this is only the second one I've played. So I'm like, eh, it's fine. It's pretty good. I thought the but PS4 one was just boring as fuck. I thought it was fine. I haven't played the original. I've only played Crack in Time. And, like, there were obviously things from that that were missing in this that we're a bummer to lose like the whole kind of space map thing. Like the dog fighting was weak. This like I could li- got kind of rushed out from the movie. Yeah. This is literally the movie, the game. Gotcha. Like they even open it with a joke. Oh, they made a game based on the movie coming out. Like it's so, it's pretty stupid. <laughs> yeah. And like all of the cutscenes are literally just clips from the movie. So <laughs> it's not all of the cutscenes. It's maybe about half of them. But what's super annoying is that every time one of those pops up, you know, because the PS4 informs you that you are not allowed to share this part because <laughs> it's from the movie. So, like, you get this bling pop up. Yeah. Share, share then the cutscene ends. Bling! Sharing re-enabled. And there's one point in the game where it has a fucking loading screen and then pops back up with another cutscene that goes, oh, you can't share this one either. <laughs> For that 10-second loading screen in between, it was like, okay, you can share this part. I'm just like, really, guys, you didn't, like, hand program that one. 
I think the best thing in that game is the jetpack, and you don't get to use the jetpack very much. Yeah, it's... You get it, and you think, oh boy, the game's about to open yeah. up. And then, oh no, we're actually only letting you use this in, like, two stages. Yeah. And the it was awful like... final boss fight. I liked the final... I was so happy when I got to use the jetpack on the final boss, literally because I'd forgotten that the jetpack was a thing in that game, because it was so <laughs> infrequently used. So, like, the boss blows up the platform I'm standing on, and I'm like... Oh, what are you supposed to... Oh, I have the jetpack! I forgot about that! Yeah, you completely forget about it because it's never used past, like, the the second hour of the game. Yeah. It would have been a, such a game-changer to be able to fly around all the areas you had been to previously, but... So, Chrono Trigger, essentially. I'm not sure what you mean, honestly. In Chrono Trigger, by the end of the game, you get to travel back everywhere you have been oh. with, like, a ship, yeah, yeah. so... Right. Or like in the escape sequences in Bullet Base, where you have a jetpack. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, and again, the, the jetpack there is restricted to like seven of them. <laughs> the whole game. Uh, so, still craving more action after Ratchet and Clank, I loaded up Infamous Second Son, the third Infamous game. This is the one on the PS4. Mm-hmm. And similarly, I haven't played the previous two Infamous games. <laughs> So the only thing I really want to talk about in this one is the karma system. So that's a big whole thing in this where it's like, oh, are you going to be a hero or are you going to be infamous? And I had forgotten that was a thing in this series. So the first choice they give you in this game is fucking awful. And like after having beaten it and kind of learning the main villain's motivations, this choice gets even worse. Mm -hmm. Because the first choice is like, do you give yourself up to the bad guy to be killed? Or do you like play stupid and not say anything and that's the evil choice <laughs> so i'm like well i don't want to make the evil choice because i always play good in games but like this choice is fucking stupid yeah that's so, pretty dumb so i did the evil choice and then i was like oh fine i'll guess for once i'll lean into playing the evil side in the game and then it's like it's the most edgy try hard shit where it's literally like oh dude's wearing waving street signs around are annoying if you kill them you get evil karma i'm like you like fucking get bonus points for evil for killing street musicians like it's super <laughs> fucked up. it's so try hard it's yeah it's really and then there's a whole graffiti system and like you can do good graffiti or evil graffiti and all i mean both of them are pretty bad but like the evil ones are real like oh rage against actually rage against machine is good so i won't yeah. slander them. i was about it's to like, say like don't go there it's like, oh, like, I'm cutting the heads off pigs, and the pigs are cops, or something like that. Like, <laughs> So, like, I was like, this is real stupid, but I'm still going for the evil playthrough. And then I got to the second choice of the game. You meet a girl named Fetch, who I had played as... That's right, I played the DLC spinoff, First Light, before playing this, because it went up on PS Plus a while ago. Yeah. So I know this character, and I've played as her in the first, in the side game, and the choice in the, you get in Second Son is, do you want to train her to be a serial killer, or do you want to train her to use her powers responsibly? And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this evil choice. This one is super fucked up. Yeah? So I switched. I went for the good side. <laughs> because, like, it was something inside me where it's like, well, I'm feel with... I'm fine with my character being evil, but as soon as I'm using that power to, like, influence someone else to be evil, that's where it felt like... That's kind that's of real the, fucked! 
yeah, that's that's the line where I'm like, I'm not comfortable with this anymore. Because she's a good kid. I'm not going to make her into a serial killer, too. Like, you know? And I just thought, like, karma systems and games are pretty fucking stupid because it doesn't allow for any nuance where it's no, just like... No, it's really just, like, Paragon or Renegade. Like, that's yeah. it. And it's just like... Do you save the children or... Do you eat them? them? Burn the children. <laughs> Say eat them, damn. Yo, we got some bits coming in. Yo, we do. Yeah. We got some bits. Uh, thank you, Taylor, <laughs> for the five Taylor. bits, and thank you, Dances with a Woos, for the six bits. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really silly because the karma system is just there's no nuance. It's like, are you going to go one hundred percent one way, or are you going to go one hundred percent the other way? So I felt like I was being the true renegade by mixing it up. So I ended up, by the end of the game, losing all my evil karma and actually getting onto the good side. So I got the good ending. <laughs> so you, like, were able to pull it back around. Oh, my I God. I'm not yeah. doing this. Y'all can have your little battle in chat, but I'm going to stop acknowledging it at some point. Is it making noise? <laughs> yeah, not now. <laughs> okay. All right, so Zach, Zach, Zach posted seven, Maple posted six. Car- no, it was Taylor posted five, then Maple posted six bits, and uh, then Zach posted seven. <laughs> it's a bit war. Dances with the Woos is actually Heather. So. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. I, I bet you, I feel like you understand the confusion there. Okay. It's, okay. 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 But. <laughs> But yeah, like you were able to like pull your karma all the way back around. Um, yeah, wow, shockingly Weird. from like level three dark, I ended up finishing the game at level three light. Oh my out of god! But it's out of five this time, so it's like I wasn't one hundred percent fully gone. What, <laughs> what's fucking stupid though is that there the skill tree is like a ton of like oh you need good karma for this and bad karma for this, so like you can never one hundred percent it. Are you laughing at bits again? I have to, and I have to call this hey. one out. Taylor just threw in Typed fucking 100. 1,500 bits. Oh, wow. those are real? Those are real? Uh, yeah. He said, this is mine. Yeah. Taylor just said, this <laughs> mine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, y'all. Y'all kids... Do your knife fighting outside. <laughs> uh, so infamous second son. Yeah, it's it's fine. I think the the nicest thing is that it's really short for an open world game. Like at the end, they're like, "Oh, by the way, you can play it again and do the other karma side if you want." No, no, Please. no, no, no. no. Play this game again. And I'm like, I kind of got both sides on one playthrough. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> like, up until the point where you had to turn a child into a serial killer, you were doing yeah. all right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when you put it like that. <laughs> I would have had this whole supervillain thing figured out. They didn't tell me about the whole training kids to be serial killers well, thing. That's what's so fucked up. The first choice results in, like, you hurting the feelings of an old woman. <laughs> And the second one is, like, turn this kid into a serial killer. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, yo, fucking dial it back a bit, please. Right, different interpretation, really. Yeah, it's just, oh, different, wow. it's just different interpretation. What kind of path are you sending me on? <laughs> I kind of want to play a game where I'm serial killer buddies with somebody. That sounds fun. Oh, well. Oh, well, there's probably a game for that. 
things like I mean they're all open world stuff like you know prototype infamous stuff like that or Mass Effect like evil shepherd f- female shepherd is awesome <laughs> I will give her that so any other games any other action so f- so to wrap up the action I played Bot Vice a game Polly recommended the over best, the Christmas sale on Steam the best one dollar you will spend on Steam. I guarantee it. It was forty nine cents actually. Because you bought it on sale. That game on it's five dollars normally. Ah. It was ninety percent off forty nine cents. I checked my Steam records and I was just like, I actually felt bad. I'd paid so little for it because at that point it's like, okay, how much is Steam taking out? How much is a credit card transaction? Oh my god, <sighs> they got like twenty cents for this. <laughs> like, like Jesus Christ. Maybe I'll buy one of their like their two dollar game at full price just to be like, hey, <laughs> sorry guys, this is worth way more than the forty nine cents I paid for it because Bot Vice is really good. What is what is Bot Vice for the uninitiated? Like, oh, for the record, this is a game that I actually played last year and completely when we were doing Game of the Year stuff, mm-hmm. completely just off my radar for some reason. And like I loved this game, I played it at a friend's place. And then it just like it just completely slipped my mind until the Christmas sales, mm. and then it was on sale, and I bought it a, a copy for myself, and was like, "Wait a minute, we already did the fucking game of the year podcast." <laughs> Shit! Did you only have nine games too? Yeah, I only had nine games on mine. <laughs> it's number ten in your heart. No, I'd probably give that shit, like, number seven or six, easy. Oh, jeez, really? Yeah. Even... I really like Bot Vice. Well, when we do the text write-ups, you can fix there that. There you go. You will get we'll right the fuck on that. This game is really pretty. It's really pretty, and, like, it's really good action. Like, it's a, it feels like a Lost Arcade game, because, like, if you put this in an arcade, it would feel totally at home, because it's not that long. Like... Mm-hmm. There's a time where it's just like you have 35 minutes left or whatever it's yeah, you, you've got like there there's like a fail state timer going on. Yeah. But you could you know you can go back and replay levels like it's not actually a big deal. Yeah, you're going to be fairly okay by the time you I, finish the game. Yeah, I had 9 minutes left. Yeah, I had 7. Five. So But uh this is a game where you're car- it's kind of a vertical shmup basically. You're locked to the bottom of the screen, and enemies come in from the top and from the sides, and, mm-hmm. like, there's cover and dodge rolling, and you have a sword. Like, there's a lot of defensive options, which kind of is a bit much at the very start, because it's also a very fast game. Oh, God, yes. And then you've got shoot, change weapon, you can lock on. So, like, even though it's kind of a vertical mm-hmm. shmup, you can just lock on to enemies and basically shoot them from anywhere on the screen, and it's just... There's a lot of action happening, like, especially towards the end of the game, where it's just like, yeah, we're just gonna, like constantly give you bonus weapons so you're like always having machine gunner spread and just shit's going to be blowing up constantly yeah like has like have any of y'all played like wild guns or nam 75 like this is a top-down version of that only way more chaotic yeah i definitely felt when i first saw what they were doing with them like oh it's kind of like wild guns like that was my definite first impression go-to but it's kind of different because like that you're shooting into the screen this is just more straight vertical yeah top down mm-hmm. view. yeah yeah that's really good it doesn't outstay its welcome and like the story is ridiculously cheesy kind of saturday morning cartoonish stuff like they make a ninja turtles joke at one point yeah it's it's pretty good and, then, and the main this game is brutal <laughs> yeah oh yeah this game is 
really hard at parts. It takes no prisoners from the first stage. Like, this game does not play around. Yeah. And, like, it made me think, oh, like, it's Cuphead that just doesn't have any tension, even though, you know? Yeah. Because the levels in this are about a minute long. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, so you'll just die and retry, die, retry, like, finally get it, and it feels good. And, like, it gives you that satisfaction of clearing a stage that I just never got from Cuphead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, even though the stages are shorter, like, because they're so much more intense and brutal and, like, willing to kill you instantly, basically. Like, like you're just... not losing much mm-hmm. if, you, if yeah. you die. And if you, and even if you do... I imagine getting the full fail state game over, like getting back to where you were is not going to take that long. Can you not replay stages just to bring that time down? If you got to that point, I don't think so. I'm not sure. I mean, we never had to try. Yeah. Like I never had to like, uh, I don't remember. Does it have like a super duper hard mode or something or. I saw that there's bonus levels. Like, waves 26 through 50 now oh i'm not sure not sure if i'm gonna go through that but yeah there's a whole like second playthrough worth of stuff in there oh my god it's on sale on itch.io right now for really yeah oh half off so 250 yeah Mm. yeah that game's neat yep it's real good cool good shit so i think i'm because of bot vice i think i'm finally kind of all actioned out maybe nice Time to crawl up with a visual novel of sorts. Yeah. Aww. Time to get yourself into Zero Escape, finally. <laughs> Which I started and then kind of fell off immediately, because I'm awful. <laughs> I get you. I took, like, it took me, like, half of 999 before I was like, is this... Is this my jam? I'm not sure. Oh, really? Is this that's, my jam? That's, that's really reassuring. Yeah. I just it took had me a dream. while. I had a dream, I beat it, and still didn't like it, and then I realized that, like, oh, right, there's, like, eight different endings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i i like that i like that game a lot i think it okay. goes places cool i didn't play it with puzzles though so i can't speak for that <laughs> cool so john yeah heard you've been playing a game called gone in 60 seconds gone in 60 seconds that's the video game that, that's the one. Oh, okay good so i'm glad y'all I'm oh glad y'all wait, wanted... wait, wait, wait. you were it was half minute hero right Oh, was it? I've been, I've, been kind of, I've been angry like all day. Like, all day been seething. Oh, God. I remember, it was. You played Ten Second Ninja, right? God, are there really a lot? I haven't played any of these, so I was like, oh, what a fresh premise. It's a game called Zero Time Dilemma, I think. That's, that's, not, even, that's not even the thing, though. Super Time Ugh. Force. Ugh. How many of these minute. did you look up before this, Red? I've got like three more, but I'm skipping them. Okay. All right. The dolphin, the tides of time. Okay. It's the new M I N I T. It's the new Devolver digital game. I heard nothing but glowing things. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm glad you leaded me towards this one first because that's what I wanted to talk about first, even though I did Funny. stuff before it. But this was today's <clears throat> hot the, take. The version of Minute that people are selling and talking about is not the game that it is. Mm. I want to impress that because people talk about minute like it's a game, like it's a different game. Like they'll say, Oh, it's like groundhog day. Oh, it's like, it's It's Zelda groundhog day. 
It's Zelda Groundhog Day. But it isn't. It's Majora's Mask? No, it's not even that. It's... Alright, so, this is a game, this is a top-down Zelda-type game where every 60, where you pick up a cursed sword at the start of the game, and then from that on, every 60 seconds, your character dies, and then they're forced <sighs> to restart from the very beginning. So from it becomes a roguelike? very beginning. You'd think that! <laughs> 60 seconds um, isn't really enough time to do much, though. No, no, 60 seconds isn't a lot of time, which is what's really so cool about this, right? Mm-hmm. You have 60 seconds to do to do everything, you got so you want to, so you have to figure out like have to learn your way around this world, but only in sixty second chunks. And then you have to take that knowledge from each sixty second playthrough and build it up until you just have this huge wealth of knowledge you can build off of, right? Is right. that the game people are selling it as? Yes. Uh. Um. So here's the list. Here are some things that carry that um carry over when you die. <laughs> um. All of your items. <laughs> but that's probably a good thing. All of your collectibles. There's a lot of collectibles. Mm. Mm. Um, Gotta have them doodads. And here's the best part. You can set your respawn point to be multiple different places. To be a different hey. place. Yeah. I don't know about that one. That kind of yeah. changes things a little bit. Yeah, you've got like four or five different bonfires around this world <laughs> that you can respawn from. Weird. Huh. Um, so. It's like people only reviewed the first 20 minutes of this game. <laughs> Once, yeah, it's like the first, it's like that again. Um, the first so, 20 minutes. Boom. <laughs> so my ideal version of this game would be probably like nothing carrying over. Like, yeah. here, like here's the vision of like a perfect moment for me would be you go like 50 seconds east of your starting house. And then you find a person that tells you, oh, if you want to go through the Lost Woods, you need to go um, north, south, east, up. Mm-hmm. And then you go, then you die. And then you go 30 seconds west of your house. And then you go into the Lost Woods. And now you know to go this way, this way, this way, this way. And then you get another crucial piece of information. Um, and then you go beat the game and beat the final boss within one of those 60-second loops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, and guess what? If you die on the final boss, it respawns you right where you left off. <laughs> If you run out of time on the final boss, it respawns you right where you left off. If you die during the postscript ending sequence, then it just respawns you right where you left off. It sounds like uh-huh. Half Minute Hero was like the game that did this right. Only like Half Minute Hero. I played that as a thing. Half Minute Hero is a bunch of just many, many little RPGs yeah. that happen over the course of thirty seconds, and. Mm-hmm. You can obviously do things like stop time here and there or give yourself a bit of extra time, but each little RPG has to be finished in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. And that sounds like this was kind of where their idea started, and then it kind of just lost... It, it sounds like it loses the track once you start having multiple places you can spawn yeah. from. When it starts becoming something that's much bigger than the scope of what it can actually do. Because the dying every 60 seconds thing is a cool idea. Because mm-hmm. you can play around with that a lot. E- even within like a small, densely packed little world that you could make around the idea of 60 seconds, 
mm-hmm. you could do fun things with that. But it sounds like rather than doing that, they just kind of copped out uh, and went for the bigger game and kind of walking it back a little bit. Yeah, that's basically it. Is that after a certain point, I, I was like, I started realizing like this game wouldn't change at all if I took out if you took out the timer, mm. like. Like, this doesn't affect the rules. This doesn't affect you, how you do anything. Um, there was almost never any points where I was like, oh, no, I only have a few seconds left. Um, because in the, whenever, whenever I had moments like that, it was just, um, oh, I fucked around for 40 seconds, and then I <laughs> wanted to get to this one place. And, oh, am I going to get there? Oh, I just got there in time. And it's usually like, I want to get to the, this other checkpoint so that I can start over. You can press a button to die and restart whenever you want. There's no consequences for dying. <laughs> um, so the 60-second timer isn't anything. It's just an inconvenience. It's like, mm. all right, I guess I should go over here. And it's like it, it, I barely register it because it's not changing anything about how I'm playing the game. The checkpoints are always close by. Um there's no, there's next to no action. It's all just kind of puzzles, um, inventory puzzles. Mm. Um, so and there's inventory puzzles where your inventory carries over, I presume. Yes, where so your inventory like... carries over from level to level. So it just, so it's, it's not... nothing. So it's not like I've got to get this thing and then bring it over here real quick. It's no. I this thing, then I die. Then I just find where to bring it. Hey, I'm gonna wrap one of those. Step away for just a few minutes. Right, right. Right. Y'all enjoy. Right, right. Sure. There's one of those where you have to where to get an optional heart edition, which again, all the collectibles are about increasing your combat ability when there are like two fights in the whole game. <laughs> That's kind of funny. That's very silly. But very silly, yeah. But then there's 19 coins, there's six hearts to collect, um, there's eight tentacles to collect, which gives you, um, which is whatever. So there's all these collectibles strewn around, and it means that, um, you don't. There's like mysteries in the world that I didn't solve before I realized. Oh, this is the this is the climax. I didn't realize. Uh, is this the climax? Yep. I guess it is. Um, so then I had all these like unresolved threads, and then I YouTubed it afterwards. And all you get for the unresolved threads are collectibles. <laughs> oh wow! So, so like I had all these. If you just had taken all those out, then at least I would have finished the game and felt like I'd finished the game. Yeah. But instead I finished it and then it's like, well, there's all the stuff to do. And then if I had just gone and done it, I would have gotten nothing out of it. This Like at least Fez, you have to collect all the doodads yeah. to yeah, see the ending. The doodads mean something. Like whereas this is just like uh we wanted to make this small, quirky, one minute death game, but then Devolver Digital, we signed with them and they wanted a bigger game, so we had to make it bigger. <laughs> Yeah. Which which rendered our entire premise toothless. <laughs> it's entirely toothless. Yeah, it's there's no reason for it to be in the game. Like you should just there's a there is a version. Um, I um so I googled it to see like if there was anything that happened if I collected all the collectibles. No. Um, it unlocks another mode where you can play through the game without a timer. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's After you've done just everything. about the fucking stupidest thing i swear to god and once you beat the game you unlock new game plus which is the same thing but with a 40 second timer which what 
which tells you right away that nothing in the game was actually balanced to like for 60 seconds for 60 seconds oh my so, god so like maybe some things will be more exciting with 40 seconds but like i don't even think that they should have just true. gone half minute hero and made it 30 seconds and then fucking could like stuck with the committed to their premise instead of this weird half measure it's just and then like even if you took out the timer, it still wouldn't be, like, the best Hydlide-like type game because it has those collectibles that don't add anything and kind of hurt the climax of the story because yeah. I'm, like, I didn't realize I was at the end of the game. Um, and also there's a couple puzzles that were the... Were the um, because the rules of what carries over are so arbitrary. Like, there are times where solving a puzzle means knowing that this part is intended to carry over or this part is not intended to carry over. This resets at the 60-second timer. And the rules that determine that are arbitrary. Mm-hmm. So, like, Majora's Mask has some has a lot of this um, with its timer mm-hmm. stuff because it has to be a Zelda yeah. game, blah, blah, blah. But, like, individual Clock Town quests, especially, like, Andrew and Kafe. Um, yeah, they all they, reset. They commit to it completely in a way that this game does not. Um, and then, yeah, it's impossible to beat the final boss in 60 seconds. Like, you have to die at some point during it. That... And then it just restarts you because it's it has, like, five forms. That's really That's tough. real shit. That sounds awful. Yeah, I watched a speedrun and they died during the final boss. This so this really sounds like a game that <laughs> was meant to be this small little thing, but because Devolver grabbed mm-hmm. him, like they had to make it bigger. Mm-hmm. And then it just completely falls apart. Like there's it's ooh, it j I I spent all day like kind of seething and being a little bit mad that like it's one of those things where I get a little bit mad because everyone <laughs> talks so glowingly yeah. about it. <laughs> like no like ugh. So I had to kind of put my energies out into the world a little bit. <laughs> uh, really? Really, y'all? Yeah. Ooh, Especially because really? this kind of looks like the stuff you usually play on H.I.O., but this is getting, like, actual coverage and media attention. Yes. And it's like, oh, why this one? Yeah, it, it's it's like the shit I played on H.I.O., except video game defi- video gamified. Yeah. And just blown up. There's nothing there's nothing more disappointing than something that is like than a game that gets ruined because of scope, like blowing up the scope. Yeah. Because then because then you I'm sitting here thinking if you had worked less hard on this, it would have been better. <laughs> and that sucks because that's the easiest thing to do is to work less hard on something <laughs> and they didn't. If they just done that, I would have been happy, but no, they had to put probably months and months more work into it to make sure it had all these collectibles, to make sure it was big, to make sure it had all these checkpoints. Like, the logistics of it. I'm just thinking through all the work of programming these things that make the game shittier. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. How long long is it? Um, Two hours for me. So it's still relatively short. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, they just, they were like, well, it's going to be on Steam now, so it has to be two hours long. I guess, and then they have these extra modes that are fine. But the, they'd be no fine. Timer, 
the no timer one really kind of says everything it has to about the game. Mm-hmm. I think like mm-hmm. says think, a little like, more than they may have wanted that to say. Because I remember before you had totally turned on this game, like you said, "Oh, is there a way to turn off the timer?" And mm-hmm. I was thinking that'd be real easy to do in Cheat Engine. Just like open it up, like search value, and then wait one second. Search value changed, you know, mm-hmm. and then just lock it at like fifty-eight seconds or whatever. And it's yeah. a pleasant little RPG. That yeah, if you took out if you took out the collectibles, um, just reduce the screen count a little bit to make to account for that. Um, then it, and took out the timer, it would be like a pretty pleasant little short thing. Like, I'd be into that. How many collectibles are there? You seem to really not like them. There there are 19 coins, which lets you buy two items. Um, one that are shoes that make you go faster, and one that's some other bullshit. Um, some bullshit. <laughs> and then you get eight collectibles. You get eight tentacles recovering for this octopus. And then he gives you... Some other bullshit. I watched the YouTube videos. I can't quite remember, <laughs> but it was like it makes your sword stronger or something. Um, again, there's two bosses. There's like two encounters, one that are puzzles, and then one is the bo- final boss where when you die, you just restart where you left off. <laughs> <sighs> and then there's um, six extra hearts that you find strewn about. Um, and yeah, there's like one really mega complicated riddle where you have to like re- revisit this room. Um, after and die after starting in like all three of the checkpoint houses, mm-hmm. and then it opens up a door, and then behind the door is one coin. <laughs> like it's playing as a joke, but also like that's every mystery in the game is a coin. Every a mystery coin. in the game is that fucking coin. <sighs> so I, I I'm I've been mentally kind of figuring out right, what what's the ver- this version of the game that I'd really like and. <sighs> Yeah, I have, we have like a half a mostly finished um, game where you just run around like doing like little collect little inventory puzzles for people and RPG Maker me and Anna and like I like that game way more than this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to just finish that and like put it out so that I can be like, well, we made a better version of this at least. <laughs> oh, there we are. All right, I'm being I'm so I'm getting into my kind of like arrogant headspace, but. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like when I finished Vince. I was like, oh. Okay. I feel like, any other questions? I feel like I kind of... Like, no, like, this game is a game that when I was watching all the praise being heaped on it, I just, it gave me that very distinct feeling of, they're only talking about the first 20 minutes. I know they're only talking about the first 20 minutes. I bet this game gets (laughs) real boring real fast. Mm-hmm. I watched the giant bomb quick look of the first 20 minutes. <laughs> they look pretty good, huh? Yeah. And then they did a puzzle and got a coin, and the coin carried over, and I'm like, hmm. Mm-hmm. What if you only had, like, three coins in the whole game, and you could buy an, an item that carries over somehow? Um, but you have to, like, run around and find all the coins in the same, like, 60 seconds. Yeah. That'd like, be great. That would be a fun little... Like way that like uh, that would be a fun little spin on the actual sixty second timer yeah. and make it not toothless. I think there. I don't think there was a single time in the whole game where like I started a sixty second run thinking I want to do this thing, and then I didn't execute on it and had to restart and try again. 
Like, I don't think that ever happened. Jeez. Ooh. Just, yeah. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. So, I played two really good games. Yeah. Oh, did you? That's... Oh. Yeah. I know one of them. Sure. Well, I finished Trails in the Sky first chapter. Yes. That that's a pretty good game. I really liked it. It's goes, really good. Goes full fucking ham <laughs> at the end, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. Like that entire final chapter is uh pretty incredible. Yep. Yeah. Like it, it I was put off a little bit at the start because there's a tournament arc, but then like all of the tournament fights are rooted in these characters that you already met in the pre, pre- in the whole rest of the game up to that point, and all of them were kind of cathartic. Yeah. And then after that, it's like five hours of, it's like five hours of um, like, end game Final Fantasy VII excitement, and then was, it was like a five hour version of the Return to Midgar with like that level of tension and excitement. Yeah. <laughs> and then they have the final dungeon, and it's awesome. It's pretty uh, good. So. I was what I was deathly afraid of with Trails in the Sky was that I would it would just kind of keep continuing the way it did just kind of like all right and then this little here's here's another little story here's another little story and oh here's our cliffhanger and better go play a second chapter nope. and I'd leave doesn't go that way it. at all nope you finally it's... earn your way into the JRPG mhm yeah like and I think that that is a game where huh. you kind of spend it that that entire first game like earning the right to kind of for it to feel right for you to be in the JRPG that's happening in the background. Yep. And when so you it's... finally get put into it, it feels natural. Yeah. And and you are in it for the last like 8 hours, so Yeah. Like I felt like this is this is I think this is a good game on its own. Like that's kind of what I was really hoping for that it would leave me feeling kind of satisfied mm-hmm. and like it it did it's a good story um and then it ends on the most like last five or ten minutes are the biggest best like gut punch cliffhanger oh, i have to go play the next game it's ever. real <laughs> fuck like I've never had a game sequel bait me that fucking hard. <laughs> like, it's so just mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck you, video game. But it's done in the best possible way. And it's, like, it's in a good way. You love the game yeah. for making you feel this way. Because it means it's actually working. It's doing something right here. You mm-hmm. care enough to want to see what the fuck just happened. Why did my world get turned upside down? Because it's basically like, um, it's, they're not like holding the resolution of the story over your head. No. Like they resolve all the main threads. Yeah. And like, it's satisfying. The entire story that you are dealing with throughout that entire first game, it gets resolved. Yeah. You feel good about it. You get those feel mm-hmm. good moments. And then it just, but then it starts the next story. Yeah. And the start of it is so good that you really want to continue. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. And then you wait seven years for it to be localized. Woo! (laughs) The people that had to do that. Oh, God. Uh, Um, I don't think that the 
I don't think that people are going to get what I did out of the climax if they did not enjoy the rest of the game up to that point. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I think I started getting invested around the chapter two finale. Um, it's just real fun. It's this kind of like all most of the episodic chapter one, two, and three climaxes are like kind of rooted in these, especially chapter one and two are these kind of cute action adventure anime little stories that resolve like really satisfyingly and like chapter two is a mystery basically yeah and so the that that resolution was really good in a small way and at that point on i was like all right yeah i'm here for this i'm completely here for this so like it's slow i would say if you basically like the character if you like the characters and writing at the start then maybe give it up to the end of the chapter two to really grab you. Yeah. You, um, you, you, like I said, like Trails in the Sky, the first game, it, it, it's a hard sell because it is such yeah. a slow burn and it's very purposefully a slow burn, but it's trying to give you the view of this world that these characters have. It wants you to live there for a bit and mm. living there for a bit means doing just some basic ass normal people things in this world Mm -hmm. we're both talking directly to ret while pretending to to the the world at large right (laughs) i mean you've we've talked about this series so much on this show and i've just heard so much that's a slow burn you know Mm -hmm. you're gonna get bored by the prologue but you know at the end of chapter two it starts getting much better Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's it's good, like, chapter one and two are both, like, complete stories. Like, it's just, or, or like, ep- complete episodes. They're complete, like, arcs of television. <laughs> um, which is kind of how it is, how it's structured, I think. is like, little, mostly self-contained arcs of TV, and then you get to the finale where all these little threads that were kind of building in the background kind of explode in this yeah, really cool like way. like, Breaking Bad happens. <laughs> Without the, without the meth. Without the meth. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like, you generally would want, a, like, a story, a, like, a super tightly paced game to be, like, kind of every action is building directly to the next part of the story, is building to the next part, where it's very, like, tightly paced and constructed. Um, whereas this is very episodic. It's very television e and i got a lot out of it um so i liked it <laughs> yeah and at least and until... that's without any context of the second season and at least second in... show yeah and at least second in... game <laughs> at least until the story starts picking up in the final in, in the final bits at least you could like play it like you would watch a tv show you could put it down after you know the first mm. after the prologue mm. you can put it down after the first couple chapter. months yeah you can you <laughs> can Come back to those parts. Years. You can come back to those parts, but then, like, once the story kind of starts kicking into full gear, I think by that point, they have your attention. Yeah, I played the back half of the game in, like, four days. Like, so, praise there. Yeah. Um, I think I think if you go if you put it down for a year... I, I played it over the course of five months, which I think was about as long as I could have done it, because they do, like, return to characters from the prologue in Chapter 1. Like, yeah. everyone has a reason to be there. Um, so I'm glad I didn't stretch it out any longer than that. Basically, Red, if you go back to it, you should restart from the beginning. Uh, that's what I was thinking, but, like, 
that's the most dangerous thing you could possibly do, you know? True. Is go through the most boring part that made you drop it before well, did you again. Just play, did you just play the prologue? I played like 10 minutes into chapter one or something. And you just like open up a YouTube thing and be like, all right, what's happened one more time? And just kind of I could get just like watch a face YouTube video of the prologue or something. Yeah, don't watch, like, you don't have to watch, the, just, and then just hop back in. Like, it's fine. You're not gonna, it's not like they're threading a bunch of. It's not like it's really complicated and no, you have to keep track of it. It's just like, like when it, characters come back, you probably yeah. want to remember them. But I think the there's Sky, only like one or two. Trails of the Sky is not a complicated story. Yeah. It is very straightforward. Like, you're not going to be lost at any point. But, like, some characters popping up again at some point later, you might want to have that context later. Yeah. Although, again, like... If you just played the prologue and a little bit of chapter one, like you could probably jump back in and there's almost no characters that you'll. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably fine, actually. Go for it. Yeah. Right uh, after the Zero Escape trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just crank through all those. It's fine. VLR is short, right, Polly? Oh, yeah. VLR. <laughs> it, only, it only took another streamer friend of mine 55 hours. God. Yeah, it was like 35, which is about my Trails in the Sky first chapter experience. Maybe a little shorter for Trails. Hey, don't worry Last about me. Last Dungeon's beefy. We don't worry work. about me. I finished Witcher 3. <laughs> yeah, you feel oh, like, and nobody so does that. No one finishes Witcher 3. <laughs> I never finished Xenoblade, though. That's the one that literally no one has ever actually beaten. Yep. That's true. Well, Witcher 3 is, like, good. So. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Ooh, shots over the bow. You're right. That was that was mean. We are full of some hot those. takes tonight. I mean, I don't know why they made a Xenoblade two when no one actually finished the first game. They're probably not connected at all. <laughs> like uh, two two million people bought the 3ds remake and then nobody finished it. I never even heard of anybody buying the 3ds one. So yeah, I don't know a single person that bought that. <laughs> Well, I fin- I had such a great time playing all of it on the Wii. I better get back to that. <laughs> I want to revisit that story. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's actually important context. I started Trails immediately after start, like, the first five hours of Xenogears. Oh! All right. Yup. So Xenogears has zero chill. Yeah, it it's... Just... It is the most PS1 RPG, PS1 RPG. <laughs> And then Trails is the anti-PS1 RPG. <laughs> but it still looks like a PS1 RPG. Well, it's still looking like one. So it's it felt so good right away <laughs> because I had come off the context of Xenogears. <laughs> so imagine, imagine you just played Final Fantasy VIII in Xenogears in the uh, preceding uh, couple years. And then maybe you'll have a better time with Trails because it's not that, <laughs> which feels so good. There's no bullshit there's no moon monsters there's no <laughs> fuck there's no like fucker in a black cape showing up in front of the moon and being like i'm the bad guy Ugh. like four hours into the game like in xenogears oh but xenogears does have giant robots that's yeah, true that's a good point I hey, mean, hey, I hey, hey. Trail, trails game. 3 has a giant robot i'll have you know i haven't played the sequel but trails might have some giant robots in it i'm just saying um is a good game. Yeah. I like Um, should I, you want me to go push through the last one real quick? Push through the last one. Let's do it. Push All it, right. baby. Push it real push good. Push it real good. Yes! 
Hey, you guys want to know what game is a fucking masterpiece? Uh, Chrono Trigger. Uh, Undertale. Uh, next, next Machina. Next Machina. Uh, you got some L Rock? Masterpieces? Oh shit. Super Mario RPG. Agreed. Cool. Um, Cytercane's Kamui, the 1999 Dojin shmup for Windows PC. I don't like any of the Kamui games. Really? I, just... I thought you said I thought you said really, you really liked Reflex. Reflex is a Kamui game. Yeah, it's it's the game made by the same people. But it's like, not a Kamui game. Kamui is bad. Reflex is good. Reflex is made by the same people. Like as it a doesn't team. mean it's the same kind of shmup. All right, they got better. They got way better because Reflex is better. Sure, it is. Like, <laughs> sure. Listen to this. Anyway, I played. Quick. I didn't play any dumb other games by Cedric Kane. I played Kamui, which is their third one and the first one on Steam. The Reflex was a remake of their of one of their shmups, and the Ali Ali second is a remake of another one of their shmups. Um, so Kamui is the third game chronologically, but came before those two shmups. Um, Including Reflex, which is the second chapter chronologically, but came. Never mind. Um, so I really like Red played this game. You, you quarter fed your way through it. How'd you? And you uh, so I got this game on Desura like five years ago. Remember Desura? That hot yeah. platform for getting video it's, games? So apparently, like, as of a year ago, it's back. Like, they got bought out. Or, like, revived and, like, all the downloads are back. And so my account is still there. But, like, five years ago, I played, like, 30 seconds of Kamui and was like, hmm, this is Kusage. And just closed it. Jesus! <laughs> like, I just didn't like how that game felt immediately. Yeah. So what? after hearing John rave about it for, like, a couple a days. Straight? No, see, this, this was only what? a couple days into the week straight. All right. I loaded it up, like after day one or two of you raving about it, and I quarter-fed through it, and I was like, okay, that was fine. And then you kept going on about it for, like, five more days, and I'm like, hmm, maybe, maybe chill a bit? It's not that good, is it? It is! Yeah. <laughs> though. It's fine. It's no Toho. It is, though! No, look, get I've the fuck off my play- podcast I've right now. I've recently played... Like, arcade shmups and Toho games. And then someone mentioned, I think, like, Exceed 3rd. And I googled it, and I was like... Exceed 3rd is such a pretender to the throne, it's ridiculous. What? Okay. I like that one. I don't think it's bad, I just think it's just like, oh, okay, you're just doing the very same thing Toho is doing. Alright. Exceed 2nd is Ikaruga. I like that one. Um, so I, I also, I also bought, um, Danmaku Unlimited 3 on the Switch, because it was on the Switch, and then I played it for, like, a couple days, and I was like, oh, this is fun, and then I realized, this is completely boring. It's completely is... boring and lifeless, it's, there's, there's no heart to it. I mean, that name. It's just, just shmup. Shmup. Yeah. <laughs> this is the shmup. I kind of want to make like, it called shmup now. <laughs> it has some Kmart brand Ikaruga aesthetic. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> it has some really fun bullet patterns, and everything else is Kmart brand Ikaruga. Kmart oh. brand Ikaruga. I fucking. The title of the first chapter in Damako Unlimited Three is "Yesterday's Tomorrow," and then it has oh. a little, 
a little um that's uh, redundant kanji. it has a little kanji it has a kanji oh my of god of course it has a kanji is this game not made by japanese no, people it's no japanese. it's not <laughs> okay that's real bad <laughs> oh. And I'm not saying that you have to be Japanese to use kanji in your video game, but it's just the context mm. with which this is being used. It's like yeah. that's like treasure, the way that they always present their stages, is that you've got like the English name and then like a very stylized yeah. kanji to the side Ooh. of it. And like it sounds like Don Marco Unlimited just kinda like, hey, that's a thing a shmup does. Mm-hmm. And, like, the bullet patterns and the pacing are actually really on point, which makes the complete lifelessness of the aesthetics, like, that much more, like, frustrating. Yeah, it's just, like, Danmaku Unlimited is, like, mechanically, like, we got it all, but, like, there's no... it's really nice. They have a practice mode. They have a bunch of difficulty selects. You can jump, practice any boss you want. But it's just, like, Um, it's all lifeless because there's no personality to any single part of that package. It's got no soul. No soul. It's it's everything about shmups, but the part that matters. (laughs) To John. To John. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. Um, Like, Dodon Pachi is also kind of a little bit dry. I, I, man, the the love that game gets. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying Dodon Pachi is bad. Because it's not. I just, I just think that it's kind of, eh. Like, it's, you yeah. play a lot of arcade games yourself, right, El Rock? Do you, are you familiar at all oh, with, yeah. with Dodonpachi, or do you have yeah, any... I, I played Dodonpachi a little bit. Yeah. I find, like, it was the first cage mob I played, and I had a lot of fun with it. And it did, like, kind of invent this new genre, which is cool. Yeah. And that boss theme's really iconic. Yes. Uh, I mean, yeah, if that was, like, the first Donmoku game, I can see why people would yeah. prefer it. I like but, it. It's It's good. But I this, think is, just, this game is, like, yeah. 2017, though. 2016-17. And the standards are different, I feel like, for being expressive. And even then, Cave immediately went and made a bunch of way more, like, interesting yeah. shmups with that style. Like, ESP Rade and um, Ketsui and goes on and on and on. They made a t- they made Hot Topic <laughs> Don Maku with um, a Death Smiles. So, good on them. <laughs> Hot Topic. <laughs> That's Don what Maku. that game is, though, right? That's what Death Smiles yeah. is. It's Hot Topic with little girls. Yeah, so that very. Too. It's that lowly gothic yeah. um, kind oh of... Oh my god, remember the catchphrase for that? Like, Death Smiles at you, lowly smile back. Oh god. Like, fucking oh, the worst. God. They literally list the ages on the character select screen, uh, just so you can know. That you're playing as, like, an 11-year-old. Like, yes, they're excessively exactly. young. With horny designs, like that's what makes it bad. Like it'd be like, cool yeah. to have a kid game, but yeah, yeah, that's the that's the the mess. I think in um, general, though, me and John value different things in shmups than like shmup heads do, where they're all about like scoring systems and you know bullet patterns, and we're like more about aesthetic aesthetics and like a story and like flow, taking on a journey. Those. Yeah. Like, that's what my games are all about. Like, having yeah. a story and, like, having connections between the levels. Mm-hmm. And our games are really different, but we kind of share that in common, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Damako Unlimited 3 is just nothing. So, going from that to Kamui, which has, like, a really, really cool aesthetic, by which I mean it rips off Rayforce. Um, <laughs> but, like, with its own spin, I think. Um, in that it's way cheaper looking. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, it's a budget Saturn game. It's like Rayforce, but much cheaper looking, which is so my shit. Because it may I play Ray Kamui, and I think maybe I could make a game that looks like like Rayforce, but way cheaper looking someday. And like that's really inspiring to me because when I play Rayforce, it's like I don't have a team of ten people getting paid for a year to make this, so I I could never make anything like this. And Kamui gives me hope. Um, and I think it's I think it's fucking gorgeous. Um, it still like has that layered 2d sprites backgrounds it makes you enemies are coming up from the bottom from beneath you and above you and the language is like mostly clear about what is and isn't on the interactable and, and what can hurt you yeah like it's pretty good about that there's a couple points where it's a little muddy but like for the most part it's very solid on that because that could devolve into visual nonsense really easily oh yeah absolutely you're not if you're not um, color coding that stuff properly, you got yourselves yeah. the makings of a bad video game. Hello, yep. latest Toho game. <laughs> yeah, but they do, so it's okay. Um, and I think you got a much bigger hitbox than like a Don Mako Unlimited, oh, yeah. which makes which is which is cool. It's like it's okay, totally fine. You a... don't have to have a shmup. You don't have to have a bullet hell game that adheres to my my hitbox is three pixels. Yeah, exactly. So it's. Like, okay, this is a little different, and I, I kind of am into it. Um, it has the the basic rule set with the... You have three weapons, and it's... To me, it's just, like, completely genius and amazing. Um, where you have two buttons. One of them fires homing missiles into the background enemies. Mm-hmm. One of them shoots your gun moving straight forward. Mm-hmm. And if you hold both of them, you fire a laser. Um... And you can only do one of them at a time. So, like, when I was playing Crimson Clover for a little bit, I realized that I was just kind of, like, holding fire and then also holding lock-on, releasing lock-on when I heard enough people chart locked onto. Mm-hmm. Holding lock-on, releasing lock-on. So it just kind of became this sort of brain-dead thing I was having to do with my index finger the whole game. Versus, mm-hmm. Whereas versus this, I was, like, having to think about it. Like, can I focus on enemies right in front of me, or do I have to do I want to fire into the background? Um, and then that the laser fires in front of you for a ridiculous amount of damage, and the laser destroys bullets, which mm, is delicious. That's always a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it destroy. You can carve your way through bullet hell patterns when you don't have the hitbox to navigate them, um, which is so tasty. And yeah. and firing the the laser cuts into your ability to use the background missiles in a cute way. So it all is interconnected, and you're, there's a push-pull between all three weapons that's really, really smart. Um, so I love that. It has really good bosses. Um, like, stage, all, like stage, from stage two on, they all have like these kind of multi-phase attacks. And all right, I feel like I've already gone on too long, but the bosses, <laughs> are, really, the bosses are really good. Um, the storytelling isn't as like, good and clear as Rayforce. But I, I read the program notes that a friend sent oh, me, boy. and I was like, oh, there's all this lore! And I read a bunch of the lore, and now I know exactly what's happening, and I'm, like, entranced. So, yeah. Or you when you beat lit- the game, it dumps the lore on you in 30 seconds, and you're just like, Oh, there's so the much lore. There's oh, jeez. So they give you the Cliff Notes version, it's still a lot. Yup. Oh, they're so into it. And this is the final chapter. They start with the final chapter that 
to the story that Reflex and Ultinex Second continue. I'm very excited to play Reflex. It's probably going to be much better than Minute. It's, it's the better game. <laughs> you should be excited to play that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Kamui... Yeah. So, Com- Reflex is like is longer, um, and then Kamui is so tightly paced, so I'm a little worried jumping to that. But I think I'll enjoy that. Having, I feel like I trust these devs with the longer story. Then I wouldn't necessarily trust a rando shmup dev to make a 50-minute shmup. But Kamui's devs, yeah, I'm there. So I loved it. I'm excited about it. Awesome. And that's everything I've done. Awesome. I am media. I'm still media clean. You're otherwise, still media clean. <laughs> Good. <Yeah>. Good. So, <laughs> I'm kind of just gonna go ahead and start getting this wrapped up here for the night. So, uh, firstly, I want to thank our special guest Elrock for stopping by, giving us your time. It has been an absolute pleasure. I hope we didn't bore you to tears. No, not at all. I appreciate you having me, and thank you. I should be. I should, I'm the one who should be thanking you. I feel. Nah, nah, nah. You're far nah. too kind. Yeah, nah, But what? You're no. How, how can I be great when you're great? Um, can we both be great? We can, can we just revel in greatness. You know what? I'll let you have that one. I am pretty <laughs> great after all. So. Yes, um, you are. So why not, uh, for our folks who will be listening just on the archive version, they won't have the benefit of video, uh, let, let, let everybody out there in internet land know where they can find you on the internet to keep up with all of your various exploits. For myself? Yes. I'll, uh, I'll put it in chat, of course, since you're allowing me the free chance to plug. Definitely, there's my Twitch page for anyone <laughs> that wants to follow. If this is a podcast, Elrock, you have to tell us with your voice I know, as I know, well. I know. I'm just doing that because that's easier first. Plus, I can't remember myself, so I had to type it out. Okay. Anyone wants to follow my stream can follow me at twitch.tv slash Elrock, L-R-O-C-K, and the number 617. That's also my Twitter handle, which is also where you can find me. And I can't think of anything else. Facebook's more of like a local friends thing yeah. for me, so I'll give that out. So Twitter or Twitch is really the best place to get in touch with me. Cool beans. And that's where you can find my Discord links. Yes. Because I got one of those. And everybody, definitely be sure to check out Elrock's streams. Like, I just... Oh, like, I try to be there as much as I can. Always have a good time. Just super laid back. Awesome gameplay on top of that. And he's super awesome at, at interacting with chat. You will have yourself a great time. I guarantee it. Oh, thank you, Polly. Not a problem. John Fire, where can we find you? Harweytimes.com. Ritz, where can we find you? Twitch.tv slash Eric's Joystick. You can find me in my dumb website, where you done got this stupid podcast. And remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you. <laughs>